Time's up, Moe. This is South Florida's only real sports station. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. A Beasley Broadcast Group station. And WQAM.com. Morning, Moe. To the Moron Hour at 9 o'clock, you'll hear more. WQM, happy Tuesday to you. Yeah, enough of this depravity, like somebody once said. Who the hell said that? None of this gutter depravity anymore. 952 votes on the poll yesterday about that wicked weed. In fact, I think a lot of people around this building are smoking it, if you ask me. Somebody mentioned to me this morning as I was taking a leak, this place is kind of like the blind leading the blind, you know? And I said, we all ought to have those walking sticks, you know, that blind people have. That's what they ought to give us. As soon as you walk in the door, you ought to have your own stick. And just stick it. What a great show on Donahue last night. It's about time, Phil. I guess he's going to go out with a blaze of glory on MSNBC. He had Michael Moore on, bowling for Columbine. A live audience in Flint, Michigan, Michael Moore's hometown. It was great. It was it was like Donahue all of a sudden recaptured that glory of 100 years ago. And Michael Moore was great. He sounded just like, Ew, like me. Which one, Donahue or Michael Moore? No, not Donahue. Michael Moore. He's good. He's great. Sounded just like everything I've ever said about how violent this country is and crazy people with guns. And he talked about and they, they filmed bowling for Columbine. They had to get a good funding in, Toronto, in Canada, in Toronto. 
to go up there because they couldn't get anybody to fund the movie in the U.S. So they went up to Canada, and he had a clip that he showed from the movie where in Toronto he went house to house. Of course, they obviously checked with these people before, you know, ahead of time. But they went house to house because people leave their doors unlocked. He said, here's a city of Toronto, millions of people, and people don't even lock their doors at night. Is there anybody here that wouldn't lock their door at night? No. No. America, crazy people with guns. Okay, well, we'll get to that. We don't want to pontificate. A lot of calls today. Let's get those calls cranked up, baby. Let's hear about the Knowles and the Canes. Not. God, I, I, I can't stand that there are so many childish people here, you know? I can't stand it. Childish. This whole radio station is based on childish people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. God. Oh, the Knowles and the Canes, and they're going to kick their ass. Yeah, great. And then what? And then what? You silly, overgrown chillins. 953 votes. What's your take on the marijuana laws, all you potheads out there? Legalize and tax it. 67.7% of this pothead crowd said that. 646 people. Decriminalize it. 164. 17.2. Traffic ticket only for possession. 33 people. So you add those three numbers together, and what do you got? You got like 88.5%. 88.5% mother scratching percent. Say, quit putting people in jail for, um, for like what everybody else is doing. God, keep the laws the same. 60, as uh, people said that, 60.2, keep them the same. Only legalized medical marijuana, 49, 5.1%. So you've got like 80, almost 89% to 11%. Overwhelming. And even those pulled the front page in Time Magazine this week, take a look, a look at it, okay? In fact, after you read it, you can roll it up and uh, smoke a fat one with Time Magazine. Better than smoking a Herald, by the way. And what are they smoking at the Herald and the Sun Sentinel, boys and girls? I, I'm still foaming at the mouth. You should see, well, you will see, because I'm going to hold it up to you. Herald didn't print too many because the Herald lies like crazy. You're not kidding us. You must have got 75,000 emails and letters already since Sunday at the Herald, you mother-scratching liars, you panderers. Yeah, they got a big sign over there at the Herald. No se habla inglés aquí. Yeah, to you, okay? Up your ass. We hate you at the Herald. We despise you. You're just uh, the worst thing on the face of the globe. We like Al-Qaeda compared to you. We'd rather have dinner with Osama Yamama than with you assholes at the Herald. But the Sun Sentinel, look at all the letters they printed. Whole, almost the whole page. Editorial and Bush lack integrity about their, uh, both newspapers' endorsements of Jeb Bush for governor on Sunday after both papers have been excoriating him, and rightfully so. And the new McBride ad, did you see it? Or they play the clip from Pensacola, where he's talking about, well, I've got some devious plans for the, uh, you know, that amendment. No, they, yeah, they, they actually have the audio clip from that uh, cassette tape, because there was a guy, an air reporter from Pensacola, from the urinal up there. I didn't and, know he had recorded it. Yes, he had it on tape, where he made the homophobic comment about the two, uh, you know, Rillia's uh, caretakers, you know, uh, when, you know, those were the quotes. And then he also made the comment about, well, you know, if that thing, if they pass that amendment on class size, I have some devious plans to take care of that. In other words, no matter what you voters out there think, he's going to deep six it. He'll subvert the will of the public. This is your education governor, the FCAT governor. He's got the F part right and the C, but the other two letters, forget about it. So there, I might even read some of these today because, you know, we need a few bedtime stories. Look at that phone. Do you see any calls on that phone? I don't see any calls on there. I was going to punch one up right off the bat here today to get this thing off the, uh, off the, out of the blocks. There were a couple. There were a couple. Yeah, cuts because we don't have any more tickets to give away today. See, that yesterday was okay except for that, except Woody Graber screwed up the show as we tried to turn the corner and get away from this four hours of bedtime story crap on here. They have nothing to say. 
See, I keep deluding myself. You'll see. WQAM. Is the pot on? There you go. That helps. Hello. See, now, why does that happen every day? And that's not on the other end. That's on this end. That's on this. I think Bob Vermouth is dicking with our phone thing. He's dicking with it. WQAM. Hey, Neil. What's going on? Yes, sir. Got a question for you. You used to do uh, promos for Eddie K. And you used to say Eddie K. around to GA. And you don't say that no more. What's up with that? Eddie K. He graduated. Oh, no more GA? No. How about DNA? How about what? TNA. TNA, yeah, Eddie graduated TNA. Maybe he'll be oh, at Treasure a Island. Okay, have a nice day. Well, that was that was okay. It was kind of weak. Eddie K at GM. Glad he reminded me of that because it's a show for chronic gamblers. That's what this radio station's all about. Uh, 18, 16 hours a day. Chronic gamblers and overgrown children who still want to play with their ball games. Okay, oh, give me the ball. Give me the ball. My team. Who gives a crap about your stinking ass team? Okay. By the way, at least one last night oh! against Brian Murray's team. I wonder if he heard that shit go pregame show. Brian Murray. You think so? Yeah, the Maple Leafs found a girls team they could beat. Nice going, boys. It's about time. And the Panthers, you know something, even though nobody cares about hockey, I'm going to go ballistic. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons I don't go to those games anymore, it's not fun. And you want to know why it's not fun? Because even if you got a crappy team, which we do, sitting in the midst of a bunch of assholes is not fun. No matter how many people show up there, and believe me, it's not too many anymore, at least two-thirds in this building. Now, back in the old Miami Arena, people understood the game. We had real fans. It was a great atmosphere. Here we got a bunch of plastic assholes who don't understand the game. And if it weren't for Bobby Luongo, boy, I wish the Leafs had him, I'll tell you that. If it wasn't for our great goaltender, the Panthers would be out on just about every game by the end of the first period. He keeps them in the game. He's unbelievable. And so last night, when it took out to be 3-1 to one in the third period, the rest of the team decided to stop playing. They leave him on his own, and Tampa scores four goals in three minutes. So with about a minute or two left, the uh, you know, he makes an easy save, and the crowd's giving him the Bronx cheer, the sarcastic, you know. I'm going to tell you something. What you people know about hockey, I could stick in your ass and have room for goddamn fat, rich Josh Friedman and Julio, the engineer, left over in there. How do you like that? You can't complain about their knowledge about anything with sports in this town because they're clueless. They're clueless. What do they know about besides early bird goddamn dinners? Nothing. You're right, Tom Jick. I did need to be back here, not too long, just for a little while. So I could get, I could smell the aroma of what this place is all about. Oh man. It's either that or Mo squeezed the bag again too hard. You notice how he sits off to the side? I'm telling you. That's because he doesn't want to sit on that bag, because if you sit on your bag, oops, man. You talk about a nasty overflow. Who'd want to clean up that mess? Especially at his advanced stage. Not to mention the toe jam at the bottom of his seat. Ooh. It's 11 after 9 at 560 WQM. Maybe he needs to start popping some oleomed. I don't want to tell you where he ought to start popping it. Rectum. But it couldn't hurt in his case. Maybe he ought to just slide some in the bag. Anyway, if you want to be in good health, take some oleomed. Believe me, oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of great, the best olive oil that money can buy combined with good stuff. Vitamins and minerals, herbals, other nutrients, scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas. they got one to help you sleep, one to help control your weight, and CoQ10. Believe me, that's so good for your heart you wouldn't believe it. All using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. In fact, maybe they'd like to send me some of their CoQ10 because I take it every day. And, of course, I'd love to get it from them because it would be free. Oleomed's an outstanding product. It's available at Publix, Eckerd's, and Walgreens. For more info, call Oleomed toll-free at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can, of course, order their products on their website at oleomedamerica.com. If you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Dater Broward, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll. Oy vey, while supplies last. Isn't that exciting? A Larry Coker bobblehead doll for all you silly sports holes out there, man. 
You can rub it. You can pat it on the head and say, how you doing, Osferato? Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up free oleomed samples, product information, and start popping a whole bunch of it in your little puss. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. Tarnished with the sewer of this place. Could the studios of Channel 10 be haunted? Dwight Wood Lauderdale, Channel Jing. I witness you. What? I witness you. Join us tonight for a special report on the haunting of Channel 10. Your country boy sandwiches are good. They're good. May the good fuels be yours. Who ate my cookies? And the new chubby and all the She was still alive, I guess. 916 at 560 WQM. What do we got on the agenda today? Let's plug everybody, okay, including Eddie K from GA. Jim Mandich at Shula's at 1 o'clock today. You can call up Mad Dog and say, Hey, Jim, who do you think, uh, Mad Dog, who do you think is going to come out of the AFC? Huh? Who's going to come out of the AFC? I I'm serious. When I listen to the sports segments on this radio station, and believe me, I like some of these people I work with here a lot. Some, not so, it's not so much. Uh, one in particular. But at any rate, I, I, it makes my teeth ache. It makes my teeth hurt. Oh, and speaking of my teeth, did I tell you I went to the dentist yesterday? No, you told me you were going to. Well, and I saw my good buddy Gary. Why? Right. Had my teeth cleaned. Had him uh, the x-rayed all my teeth. Still got them? They're beautiful. He said they're lovely. So let me tell you right now, okay, my teeth, my gums, and my feet from the ankles down, those are the best parts of me. Everything else is <laughs> crap. But, man, hey, that's not bad at my advanced age. He said, my bone looks uh, pretty good. I said, get your nose out of there, will you please? Now, seriously, they x-rayed everything. They couldn't find that. So I'm really proud of that. Thanks, Dr. Gary. Why? And I just missed my old friend Cheryl there. What a shame. <laughs> oh, maybe the good Lord is looking after old Neil after all, you know what? So anyway, we got the uh, mad dog. The mad dog or the angry puppy. Right, at 1 o'clock at Chula's. Hank is going to be uh, 3 to 7, and again, another one of those throwaway hours, which is an easy way to kill an hour with Rob Conrad at, at uh, what is it, at uh, 5, 5 to 6. See, these guests, man, you people on this station, that's another thing. You don't understand it. If not, a, I'm, if I'm not a doll fan, do I want to hear Rob Conrad? Do I want to hear Nat Moore? No. Like, if I'm not a basketball fan, do I want to hear Ira Winderman every Wednesday for an hour? No. But it kills an easy hour. I understand where they're coming from. Uh, then at 7 o'clock tonight, because we got nobody else to put on, we got the big oh! Eddie K from GA at 10. And Joe and Mark overnight. And by the way, Joe and Mark, I don't want to accuse anybody of being in here and dicking with our stuff overnight, but I'm accusing you guys right now. That Joe Costello is starting to drop a few points in my estimation, and I saw your numbers too, Joe. You're dropping several points everywhere. Maybe it's just because he's going to get married in a couple of months. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's, he's occupied. Not too good, baby. They were in here dicking around with stuff. I couldn't get my printer working this morning. I had a... Un unfart everything in this place for like a half an hour. 
to just get the stuff back to where it was yesterday. And, of course, all, everybody in denial here, Muff and Clarence. Oh, there's nobody in there. They're not. The, I don't know what they're doing here. Yeah, we understand. You're a good guy, Muff, but just go back in the corner again, okay? Go back in the corner and put your thumb in your mouth and stop uh, pretending. They're never going to change. We need a padlock on that guy on the outer door. Oh, yeah, but we got to go in there for the ball games. More stupid ball games, see? I say let's just stop carrying ball games. That's a good idea. Let's just stop carrying ball games. See, and if I would have gone to the hockey game last night, not only would I have been in the midst of really a whole lot of really uh, unknowledgeable assholes, but also I would have missed uh, Donahue with Michael Moore. The, really, that was it was one of the best hours of TV I've ever seen. Really? It was. And they showed the whole audience, the live audience that was there in Flint, they showed them the movie. They gave them a private screening before they taped the show. And everybody loved it? And they were really into it. I mean, heavy duty. They, they had um, a story about a six-year-old kid who was a product of a Bill Clinton saying goodbye. And, and one thing about Michael Moore, he didn't play any favorites, even though he's very liberal. But nevertheless, he ripped Clinton an ass for what he did to welfare. Yeah, I've heard him do that. And you saw the thing about the welfare mom, and she had to work in 14 hours a day. And so she had to, like, farm out her little kids to uh, her relatives, her scumbag brother. And so the six-year-old kid is at the brother's house, finds a gun, takes it to school, and shoots and kills a little six-year-old little girl. And they had the picture of the little girl. This, this is just uh, unacceptable. And I've been telling you, I've been sitting here screaming, and it was so validating to me personally to actually hear another fat guy sitting there on TV saying uh, the same things I've been screaming about for years, and especially as and he kept talking about Canada. Right across the border, he says, the only thing that separates us from them is an imaginary line. And he's right. Imaginary border. And yet the people there are civilized. They keep their doors open, unlocked at night, some of them. I don't, but nevertheless. I mean, what a, a different culture. I keep trying to explain that to you people. This is not the way it's supposed to goddamn be. I got this story about that kid that went nuts in Oklahoma the other day. Was it Oklahoma or Arkansas? Wherever the hell it was. Some Yahoo place. In the pickup truck because uh, they were chewing him out. For irresponsible for reckless driving. So we just got up to the pickup uh, and uh, took his shotgun and uh, killed kill a few people. Daniel Hawk Fears. Did you see the picture of him? He looks no, just no. like you with a little goatee. looks just like you, your evil twin. With like <laughs> a, I mean, really ugly. With like a little uh, goatee, so even worse. Getting scolded for driving his pickup recklessly near children. This is, yeah, Oklahoma. Salisaw, Oklahoma. What followed was a rampage in which he allegedly killed two people and wounded eight, including a toddler. The 18-year-old under suicide watch was expected to make an initial court appearance following a shooting spree that stunned residents in this town of 8,000 people about 20 miles from the Arkansas state line. I don't know if there's ever going to be an answer for why he did this to his attorney, Monty Johnson. He just flipped out. When in doubt, flip out. And if you can't control yourself, then it's always a good idea to have a gun. That's always a great idea because that's the American effing way. Sane people don't have this obsession with guns. And they also showed a clip of Charlton Heston right after, like, a couple of days after Columbine, and they went ahead and they had that goddamn gun-toting convention out there that everybody begged them, please don't have this out here, and they still had it. And they showed the picture of him holding his rifle up in the air and saying, uh, you'll have to pry it out of my dead, cold hands. We're only praying for that day, Charlton, okay? He probably forgets now that he said that. See, all these right-wingers, they conveniently wind up with Alzheimer's like Ronnie Ray Gunn. And Charlton Heston, they uh, they forget these grotesque, horrendous uh, things that they said. You this. son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so this kid flipped out, and he had a goddamn shotgun. Let's go kill some people. Come on, because I'm pissed off and fired up. So that's our poll today, by the way. 
How do we wind up with a pot thing? Yeah, oh, look at that. Just almost 90%. Almost 90%. See, the public understands, even in this repressed country where the public is generally like uh, held back from everything that they want and should be able to do by the goddamn repressive government. See, you got to keep, it's like the Pope. It's like the Vatican. Keep the assholes in line. Keep them in line. Keep them in fear. Keep them in line. Keep them working their asses off just to survive from minute to minute, from day to day. Then they have no power. Then they will fear you. And that's basically what they've done. A week from today is the election and my birthday. How do you like that? Oh! Big day. It's a good omen. It's not a good omen. Maybe it is. That's what Gregory Peck said. He said it's a bad omen. Let's uh, go watch that movie again, The Omen. The Old Men. That's about all of us here on QAM. I'll tell you one thing. We're sure getting old on this station. You know what? We need some young blood. Old. Old guys in here. Me and Hank and, of course, Mo. Talk about ancient. You know, uh, Gildy, I know that you're sucking up a lot, and you have to do that to keep the job, but at least sweep out the toe jam every morning when you leave in that studio. Mad Dog's starting to get really pissed off. Sweep it out. No, seriously, he left me a note. He said, tell uh, Gildy, when in doubt, sweep it out. And the toe cheese, too. Man, that guy is so ancient. And he's still, like, sitting off to the sideline. Maybe, very silently, he's, like, <coughs> slipping some out. Because Gildy's got kind of that, you know, sour look on his neck, which makes his voice go like an octave higher all the time. And he, if anybody can't afford to have his voice go any higher. I didn't hear him ranting and raving about the aberrant behavior of the uh, Panther fans yesterday, last night. Oh, where's Peter Worrell? That's why we didn't have the place jammed last night, because big number eight wasn't out there to uh, beat up a few people. You know what I'm saying? What you people know about hockey, like I said, is uh, less than nothing. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-doo-dah. This new building, it's the worst thing that ever happened in that franchise. Plastic City, and you can call it the Office Yanta Depot. You can call it whatever the hell you want. It doesn't make any difference. They can change the name. It's like a dog turd. You can call it filet mignon. It's still a dog turd, okay? It's still dog crap. And since they started that building, and it's right by me, I'm ashamed to say, just a few blocks away from where I live, but the crowd that we draw in there is like, uh, you know, the cell phone crowd. It's the same assholes that are at the American Airlines arena to watch the heat. I've never been in there, but everybody tells me, first of all, it's a horrible building. Secondly, nobody sits in their seats. They're all wandering around on their cell phones, talking to each other, making an appearance. It's a social club. It's not a sporting event. It's a freaking social club. Yeah, they go there to be seen. I mean, to be to be mocking this kid who's done such a phenomenal job. I only wish that the Leafs had Robert Roberto Luongo. I wish. Maybe we can give you back Trevor Kidd. We'll make a swap even up. What do you say? No. Oh, nobody's that stupid. God. And, and it just they just don't get it. Hey, ref, you suck. It's the same old, it's not fun. It's just not fun, so I don't go. And like I said, thank goodness I chose, because I only found Donahue by accident, channel surfing. See, Phil, if you would have called, had your staff call up everybody at home and told us all that this was the night you were going to do a good show, some more people might have tuned in. How, how many people in this audience do you think saw Phil Donahue with the Michael Moore last night? Yeah, yeah and that, that's including me, and I think that's an exaggeration. I bet you we don't get one call from anybody in this audience who saw Donahue at 8 o'clock last night probably right there's nobody watching and of course when he comes on a couple hours after that big fat jerry knockman it you know takes up your whole tv screen talk about hard to look at good god he makes big wilson rest in peace look like a midget humongous he's got jowls the size of some states anyway what am i getting worked up about huh get that new oh i didn't give you the pool did i well i got sidetracked i got sidetracked with michael moore and the panthers i'm all over the place here's the pool What's your take on guns in the U.S.? What's your take? I already faxed this to Eric, so you don't have to write it down. You got it? What's your take? I got uh, six choices here. No private citizen should have handguns. 
Only police should have guns. Only police and hunters should have guns. Which, by the way, Michael Moore is not against hunters going out and shooting deer or whatever. Uh, it's too late. Gun nuts run the country. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns or too many gun-loving rednecks. Those are the choices. No private citizen should have handguns. Only police should have guns. Only police and hunters should have guns. It's too late. Gun nuts run the country. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns or too many gun-loving rednecks. Whoa. I apologize for the redundance there. 26 after 9 at 560 WQM and a great Tuesday. We've turned a corner on this show. I'll tell you that right now. I like the tone of the show. I like uh, the ambiance, the lay of the land. I don't like being here, especially with our sales department coming back a couple of days before we expected it. And I don't see any more champion light in here, P.D. Lenny, who talks a big game. Oh, don't tell anybody. You know, everything is like subversive with him. Just bring the crap in here or send Miguel in here with it and stop uh, with all your cloak and dagger, okay? Stop with all the bull crap. I got physically ill seeing him and Freaky Carlos up front on the way out yesterday. Oh, what a quinella that is. P.D. Lenny and Freaky Carlos, they were comparing fingernails. Should have had Jeff Cohen there. 27 after 9 at 560 WQM. There's never been a better time to buy you a new home or refinance your existing home. How about this rate? Only 3.95%. That's correct. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you got to do is pick up that thing and your phone, too, and call Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is absolutely unbelievable. Think about it. You can get a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or get you a $200,000 loan for only 950 bucks a month. The process is simple. You'll save thousands of dollars each year. Just pick up that phone and call our good friends. Why do we always in every spot say, pick up the phone? They know how you make a call. Jesus, God Almighty, who writes this crap, Todd? Just call our good friends at Financial Group, toll-free at 1-800-940-LEND. There's never been... Pick up the phone. There's never been a better time to get you a low-interest rate. Call Financial Group. You'll be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply, and rates are subject to change. So call them now, toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. We are Sports Radio 560. UAM. Santana. You've heard him play his Grammy performance with Rob Thomas. And on the latest hit with Michelle Branch. Everybody wants Santana on their song. So we've compiled a CD collection of every artist Santana has ever played with. Like Eminem. The Dixie Chicks. Andrea Bocelli. It's Santana's Licks for Everyone CD, including unreleased tracks from Carlos and John Tesh. But someday your journey will end, and I will be there for you as well. Yes, he's a guitar-playing whore who will play with anybody, except, of course, Kelly Clarkson. A moment like this. No way, man. Santana's Licks for Everyone. Order now and receive a personalized bonus track where Santana plays your very own birthday song. Happy birthday, dear Stanley. Call now. Rectum. John. 
have yourself some down home Christian fun. All right. Throw your friends away. We'll back you all the way. Defending your right to own a gun. When you think of all the benefits you're getting, life will be sweeter when you pack your heater. Carry a license to be deadly. Come on and join today. But how could these things happen? That's what really kills me, so to speak. All this, you know, hand wringing and all this uh, gnashing of teeth. Oh, how could these things happen? It happens every day in this country. It's as, uh, it happens as often as people get out of the bed in the morning. And I've been to one. Thank God for Michael Moore. Well, is that movie in the theaters now or is it like this weekend? Because I think they opened it in Flint, which is his hometown, like I said. I'm not sure. Bowling in, for, uh, in Colum for Columbine. I didn't know that. Did you, that those kids went bowling in the morning that they did the... Uh, yeah, I heard something about it, but I didn't know that until went I heard it from him the first time. Yeah, I didn't know that. Till last night, till this moment, I always thought it was Barzini all along. But it was a great show last night. I'm too bad that none of you out there saw it. It was really worth seeing. Here's a fact that says, Just heard Neil Bush's Silverado famous selling the state Florida Department of Education some software package concerning the FCAT. Claims that his brother being governor has nothing to do with it. Heard on NPR. Thank you, Jane. And Jane also says, Damn it, I missed Donahue. You're, you shouldn't have done that, Jane, and, but it's not your fault. It's their fault for not calling you and saying tonight was going to be a good show. Oh, man, Phil, why didn't you let us all know that tonight was going to be the night that you recaptured that glory of the olden days? He was really good. It was it was an excellent show. I think that's the format he needs, to have the live studio audience there, a little bit more lively than Alex Bennett. WQAM. Hey, Neil. You know what they should do is you can buy all the guns you want, but the bullets will only be issued to military and police. And and if people that want to have a gun, just rubber bullets. And that way, there's a control of... How about, how, about, how about just paintball? Yeah. Paintball would be good. You get pissed off, shoot somebody with some paint. Right, that'll, that'll, make you, that'll make you feel better. That's right. Yeah. Listen, uh, Brady, he's in a tailspin. What's going on? He still looks good to me. Yeah, but he's, he, they have four in a row, and now they got to play sir, sir, there's more than one guy playing the team. Look at the, know, the, the, know, the defense know, couldn't stop your grandma. I'll call up the Mad Dog. He'll discuss it with you. We're not going to start talking football on this show. You see what I mean about this one-dimensional town? Brady, what's wrong with Brady? Nothing. Don't look like nothing wrong with him to me. He looks pretty damn good to me, okay? I'd like to be his good, close friend. Real close and real good. Man. So they lost the game. Like, like uh, Alexander McGillney said in Toronto before last night's game, he said, we don't have any crisis. It's just a game. He's a funny guy. I like his attitude. He's a real character. You're like, what are you getting all upset about? It's just a goddamn game. Hey, we're in Toronto, baby. It's more than just a game, okay? You better get your... And he scored a nice goal last night. A beauty from Sundin. What a great... That was a pretty good game. I'm flipping back and forth. The Leafs and the Panthers. At least one of my teams won. Yeah, it's been a real bad... That's why another reason I'm so down on sports. Between the goddamn Patriots, who stink the joint out every week now, and the goddamn make-believes, and, of course, the Panthers... Are... <laughs> Man, what's wrong with you, people? And you notice how many calls we get about the Panthers? None. Not just on this show, on this radio station. It's a franchise. I have no idea why they even exist. Why do they exist? Does anybody no. know? With all due respect to my close personal injured friend, Paul Laws, I just, I don't get it, Paul. I don't understand it. What's the purpose? 
playing in front of empty house. All of these idiots out there don't understand the game. You got Bronx cheering Bobby Luongo. I, there are few things. Be, this week, see, it's a week for me to be pissed off. Sunday with the Herald and the Sun Sentinel endorsing the Jebmeister, that crooked piece of turd. And then this uh, thing about those assholes in the stands last night. Maybe Peter Worrell ought to play goal without a mask. That sounds good to me. That's all they know. Where's the big schmo? WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Living, breathing person. All right. Sure. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I caught that Donahue last night. Really? Uh, yeah, I caught all it. All right. Thing is, uh, they were supposed to play it about a week or two ago, but they kept preempting it for the sniper. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they finally got it. <laughs> so it's my <laughs> lucky day, I guess. They finally got it on last night. They right. finally got it on. But, uh, yeah, Bowling for Columbine's playing in theaters. I went to see it on Sunday in Palm Beach. How was it? Uh, I got to see the first hour. Some jackass must have pulled the fire alarm, and they emptied out the theater, and... So now we have to go back. Are you serious? I swear to God, Neil. Some <laughs> asshole in the movie theater pulled a fire alarm? They must have, because the, the alarm went off, everything, they cleared everybody out, and they said they weren't I'll tell you one thing, he better not do it again or release some of that Russian gas in the theater. There, there you go. And, uh, yeah, it's playing down off of the theater off of East Sunrise. If you look it up, I'm not sure of the name of the theater. East Sunrise? Check it out there. Yeah, East Sunrise. It's a uh, uh, four theater. How far, sure how far east is that? I have no idea. I don't oh, like where it's, if it's, I, did, I saw oh, it on I the computer. There's there's very limited places it's playing. If it's, down if it's there. east of 441, I won't go there. Yeah. I just uh, <laughs> that's no. Okay, well thanks yeah. a lot, pal. Thanks, man. Have a great day. You so too. there's somebody that saw Donahue last night, oh! and see, it is my lucky week because uh, that show was originally supposed to be on, but we had a pre we had a preempted for the sniper coverage, all sniper all day. And this and one thing I disagree with Michael Moore on because if you're going to have laws, they have to fit the society you live in. And when you live in a violent, barbaric society, this idea that we can't have capital punishment, I'll tell you this. I'll make a deal with you. Let's fry these two, these two Schwarzers, and then after that we'll discuss it for the future. But then all this anguish about, well, uh, where are they going to be tried? See, this is a new thing now, spending hours and hours and hours, because they got no other information except that INS let them slip through their fingers here at Miami International. You saw that thing. Yeah, that Nice. Was. Very nice. So whether it's goddamn uh, Muslim terrorists from the Middle East or whether it's just scumbags with guns, whatever the hell it is, uh, they just let them slip through their fingers. And then, of course, oh, we don't know, have any record of that. Go ask the FBI about it. Go ask somebody else about it. We don't know. We don't have a clue. We'll have to go see Chief Moosey Man because he's the only guy that's got the IQ to get this all straightened out. Yeah. And maybe all three agencies can work together and straighten it out. Scary. Robert Blake's lawyer wants to quit. You see that? No, I haven't seen that. In fact, the question isn't, did you see the story? Did you see him? Did you see the clip yeah. of him? Well, Man, talk about his hair is whiter than Moe's used to be before he put that purple piece on. What did yours be? What, what was that? Well, what did I just hear there? Where, where did that come from? From the phone. And who the hell is that? Who's, who's yeah, while, you're, while you're trying to be a uh, superstar in here, who's yakking on the phone? Probably that Dan Miguel. He ain't got nothing better to do back there while he's running away from uh, Doreen. Don't let her catch us, sweetheart. No, it was Josh, father. Oh, it's Josh? <laughs> Tell him, unless he's got some checks for us, bug off. Actually, it had to do with pay, so. Did it really have to do with your pay? Are you getting yeah. paid? That's what they say. <laughs> we'll see. Man, they have got you so buffaloed, it's not even funny. Carlos is getting paid. Not. You'll see. And let me tell you this. If your check doesn't have, like, the little Greg Reed squiggle on the bottom... Don't even bother taking it to the bank. It won't. It won't clear. 
20 till 10 at 560 WQAM. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If you're looking to save a few bucks, which everybody is these days, call our good friends at Dial Mattress. They got the best deal on a grand, a grand brand, a new name brand mattress for you in the world. If you woke up this morning feeling a little out of sorts or like you didn't sleep at all, maybe you need a new mattress. Maybe the old one is time to say sayonara. Maybe it's got like some of Moe's toe jam on the side. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. That's the number for Dial-A-Mattress. When you talk to these people, you'll be guaranteed a great night's sleep. They carry the top brands in the world, Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, in every size and every comfort level, which means the mattress you're looking for is in stock, available for immediate delivery. Recently, they set up the uh, used-to-be lovely Miguel. He's getting kind of ugly now. With the new Betty's loving it. The folks at Dollar Mattress did what they said they would. No BS, no excuses, no bait and switch. Just a comfortable, relaxing night's sleep for Miguel in between intercourse or in intercourses. When the crew from Dollar Mattress got to Miguel's house, they set up his mattress, even took away the old one. Don't be tempted by stores going out of business who can't deliver what they promise. And don't forget, you got a couple of days left on this through the end of the month. Today, tomorrow, and uh, Thursday. I'm right, it's today too. I woke up this morning, I had no idea what day it was. I, I did, my alarm went off, but I didn't know whether to get up or whether it was Saturday. And then I thought, oh, God, it's Tuesday, Schmidt. And don't forget, you can get a free delivery from Dollar Mattress these next three days in two hours or any given two-hour window you provide, depending on where you live. You pick the time when it's convenient for you when they'll be there. Don't forget, for a limited time, delivery is free, so sleep like a, uh, like a baby like me and Miguel. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S for Dollar Mattress. Brand name beds for busy people and for lazy people, too. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Time to get it on. Hey, man, it's John Walker Lind, the American Taliban. <laughs> Let's just say without getting into specifics, I'll be very happy when this year is finally over. I'm facing 20 years in prison. I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm a traitor. I'm even starting to deal with issues of abandonment with my parents. But that's not the worst of it, dude. Today, I pick up the paper, and they accuse me of, there's no delicate way to say this, snorkeling Pakistani weenus. They say I was the lover of some business dude named Kazar Hayat. I will say this. I remember this guy only slightly. I, I think I met him in Frisco while I was getting my high colonic. You know, you don't want a messy house when there's a chance of unexpected company. <laughs> but this whole thing is a real bailiwaggle, brah. After reading the story and answering four to five hundred phone calls with people asking me to give Cyclops a back rub, I finally realized this might be my father. <laughs> or maybe it was me. I sure as hell couldn't do it now, though. I'm so freaking loaded with Zoloft, my compass is permanently pointing south. <laughs> I'm not ruling out the fact that I could be turned on by some man can. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't have checked this guy out in the shower, but you gotta remember, us Taliban, we didn't take showers, dude. I couldn't run from the stink of me fast enough. So, to surmise, not quite sure the story's accurate, not quite sure it's not. Woohoo! 9.46 at 5.60 WQM. Also, they showed these stats last night on the Donahue Show. Country by country, the uh, killings by gun last year. Le over 11,000 in the U.S. Japan, which is a country of 110 million people, had I think they had like 35. And Canada had 165 all year. 11,000. They showed Germany had like 300 and France had 100 and whatever. And I realized that this is a country of 270 million people. But even when you, like the story I had that one time from USA Today a few months ago where they took like Windsor and Detroit 
and they took the stats and they, you know, proportionally, per, you know, according to the population. And it's not even a contest. Right across the river. Because the Canadians are civilized, eh? And maybe they're kind of silly in some ways with that curling crap, huh? Maybe they're obsessed with hockey. But they're civilized. That's one of the reasons I love living there. Is because they're like polite and they're not all uptight and angry. What's everybody so angry about here? I guess part of the reason being angry here is being down here. I can understand that. I can relate to it. I'm furious that I'm here. Yeah! Like that. That's how I feel about it. I do. This is crap. Somebody faxes me about a book here. It's called Redneck Nation, How the South Really Won the War by Michael Graham. i got to get a hold of that. Because that's that's the effing truth right there. we got 53 votes on the poll. What's your take on guns in the U.S. is the question today. It's too late. Gun nuts are in the country. 21 said that. That's what my vote was. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 11. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, goddammit, 11. Y'all come back. Uh -huh. Only police and uh, hunters should have guns, 4. Only police should have guns, 3. No private citizen should have handguns, 3. That's our 53 votes we got so far. Anyway, here's the review of this book that somebody just sent me called um, Redneck Nation, How the South Really Won the War. By Chris, Ma no, by uh, Michael Graham, Chris Matthews Review. He says, Graham is the funniest political observer in the country. Despite having lost the Civil War, the South has somehow managed to win the battle of ideas across our nation, contends radio talk show host Graham in this hilarious collection of essays covering such topics as Enron, the public school system, free speech, multiculturalism, racism, and the supreme triumph of the redneck nation. Using quotes from H.L. Mencken, Gallup, Paul Stats, and plenty of first-hand experience, the author examines this peculiar phenomenon with a cynical wit that spares no one, including himself. He begins by explaining the difference between the North and the South, specifically between South Carolina, where he grew up, and New York, where he often traveled. He says New Yorkers pretend they've read books they haven't. Southerners deny reading the ones they have. Drawing from his own childhood in Dixie, a land of few, a few, a few ideas, nearly all of them bad, his college years at Oral Roberts University, which combined the intellectual rigor of a Sunday school picnic with the sound theological theories of a slumber party, and the 27 years he spent running away from the South, Graham woodily illustrates redneck in, uh, infiltration into mainstream politics through conspiracy theories. Victim mentality is witnessed by the popularity of such national programs as the Jerry Springer Show and segregation in book readers won't be able to put down. i got to go out and get that today. Redneck Nation by Michael Graham. Sounds great. Sounds great. Sets the absolute effing truth, baby. Oh, there he goes knocking the U.S. again at this particular time. It's not, yeah, right. Go wave your flag, okay? Get with it. Get with it. Because all of the things that Michael Moore said on Donahue last night were absolutely correct. He had his thumb right on it. Violence, hate, anger. Maybe the whole country just needs one big anger management course. You think that'll do it? Yeah, maybe that'll solve the problem. Let me say it again. Scumbags with guns. Unacceptable. Scumbags with guns. Even you NRA nuts out there. No more scumbags with guns. No more goddamn gun shows. See, if I had my way, we'd never have those spots on this show, those goddamn gun show spots. That, it makes me cringe every time I hear one. I'd rather have the cult spots that Adam sells on it. No, I'd rather have those than the awful shows for the gun show. God. But we have no shame. We'll tell you. You can advertise anything. Magnetic copper bracelets that will solve your arthritis. Anything you want. We'll put it on here. We'll put any scam, any sham, any flam. As long as you give us some money, we'll put any crap on here you want. That's QAM. And we're proud of it. We just want your effing money. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. And by the way, Roberto Luongo, I want to apologize on behalf of some really stupid people in there last night. I wasn't there, but I want to apologize anyway, because dumb people don't get it. When you're left to your own resources, basically the last five minutes of that game, after they scored the third goal, it was three to one. The rest of the team said, "Eh, well, we lost." And so he might as well have been out there by himself trying to stop the five attackers from the other team from Tampa. He might as well have been out there by himself. 
a just gutless, disgusting performance. Well, the youngsters and the organization. Okay, whatever you guys say. Same old tired crap. And again, because we got so many bad columnists in this town, even the unctuous Dave Joseph, who's always angry and pissed off and a sourpuss if there ever was one, even he don't want to write the truth about how the fans keep getting screwed in the back in this town. The few real fans that there are out there. Stabbed in the back. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. I saw that show and I loved it. I was thinking of you, too. Really? Was, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was just, I don't know, the part about Toronto was really interesting. Too. Yeah, was that was walking, fascinating. Walking into the houses and stuff. Yeah. And just, I mean, just the collective mentality that they have there, you know, you know, he you said little kids play with guns, but but in the end, they care for each other, and that's really what, you know, that's what we don't have here, you know. It's all bunch of people after themselves, especially down here, you know. Oh, this is the worst. Unbelievable. And uh, I'm moving to Ireland, and I'm so happy about it. Great. You'll, so hate, the, you'll, hate, the we you'll hate the weather, but guess what? Weather ain't everything. I know. People. It's all about the people. That's, that's right. What I'm, that's what I'm in for. Okay. Good luck to you, pal. All right. Okay. Later. You'll be doubling your pleasure. He's moving to Ireland, that guy. Who can blame anybody for moving out of this turd burger of a joint, huh? This is really... Oh, it's paradise. Anybody that would come on here and tell you this is paradise, man, their life must be hell. Paradise? That's called rationalization by an old geezer that got kicked out of New York. Paradise. Oh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound fives. It's it's the truth. Paradise? Either that or it's <laughs> it's a joke that we haven't caught on to yet. Give me a break. People that hate each other like poison, this ethnic thing that goes on here, this never-ending ethnic thing. Not, even I'm starting to get to that thing now, too, with this uh, no speaking English in plantation. See, ordinarily it didn't bother me because I don't hang out in Dade County. I don't shop in Dade County. I don't live in Dade County. So I thought, well, you know, you people are just uh, overreacting. Just if you don't like it, stay, stay out of there, which I do. But now that I'm fighting it in my own hood, you go to the gas station, you go in there to get like a little two or three tubs of Ben and Jerry's or whatever, you know. See, I was thinking that before the show today. All this, because I got balance for life next. I shouldn't be saying this right now. Because it does work and it's very good, but we like to eat, you know? No, you, you assholes out there that are spending all this money on inventing new weapons and bombs and all this other crap. How about inventing food that really tastes great and has no calories? That you can just sit and eat like for hours and all day. You know, Eric would be sitting there right now while he already is. Hey, Eric, let's go on a goddamn website, okay? Put the sandwiches down. He's got a platter. You know the platter that they bring us from uh, Atlantic City Subs and what Quiznos brought in the other day? That's what he eats every day while the show is on. Not just one or two of the sandwiches, the whole goddamn platter. He's got a whole thing of pickles on the side. I mean, just cut it out, Eric. We'd like to keep you alive for another, at least another four years anyway. Then after that, you're on your own, especially with this crappy job of these links. Carlos ain't too happy with you either, by the way, sweetheart. He's getting really upset because he's the uh, so-called computer whiz, and he sees the way that you just kind of like, eh, let everything, let everything go. It's like the rest of QA. I'm just kind of lackadaisical. Ah, come see, come saw. We don't really give a crap, you know. I'd like to see some people around here that give a crap about doing a job instead of just faking their way through life, sliding their way through here. Maybe we might have some real goddamn numbers in there instead of this faking your way through crap. And these people that keep taking all of this time off, man, that pisses me off. The audience, to, huh? audience tunes in every day. They don't expect to hear George or something. They expect to hear me. They tune in every day. They want to hear the humper in the afternoon. They want to hear the old man in the morning there, whatever his name is. They don't want to hear people that like work and, and like from one to three. They don't want to hear Joe Rose. Well, they do. And by the way, Mo, quit sucking up to Joe Rose because he's bad-mouthing you all over town, too. He hates you. I just thought I'd mention that in passing. Yeah, he was talking about the man. Oh, and also, since the big topic this morning was the mascot is was fired by the Marlins, John Ruth. 
Guess who's responsible for John Ruth coming to town, which they would have really broke their heart if they knew this? Me. Really? College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. He was the mascot for the South Florida Gamecocks. He was cocky was his nickname. It was probably why he got fired, a little too cocky. And I said to Ron Fraser at dinner, one of those, here we go, name dropping again, at one of those Omaha Steakhouses that uh, that week, I said, you know, they got the greatest mascot. This guy's a panic. You ought to try and get him for the Hurricanes. And guess what? Ron Fraser, being the great promoter and the innovator that he was, he brought him down here. So first he was the Hurricane mascot. Then he was, uh, what was he after that? And then I guess he just went on to be Billy the Marlin, whatever. But anyway, the Marlins can be a mascot. And that, that's worth like two hours of conversation this morning. Give me a break, okay, Mo? Good God Almighty, when are you going to start getting with it? It's time to get it on. Yeah, so when's that going to happen? WQAM. Oh, uh, Neil? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, I had a strange experience last night. I didn't really? get to see, yeah, I didn't get to see Donahue because the cable went out, which was no loss because oh. he's wishy washy. So I turned on the radio and, uh, your, your good buddy Phil Hendry was on. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I, I believe it was him yeah. uh, doing the funny voices. Hmm. And now what, he, he, he went into this tirade of hatred against, uh, the Middle East, specifically Iraq, that would put Rush Limbaugh into the left field. I mean, the hatred. Really? Uh, and uh, he he's, he he sounds like he's off the wall. And uh, ha has he always been like a right-wing wacko? Phil? Yeah. Oh, Phil's just a wacko. He's not right-wing. He's just a wacko. But he, he wants to kill them all. Well, tell him, <laughs> tell him to get started. Well, uh, that was I, it. Sent a chill down my back because I thought if he nah, it's it's just stick. It's just Phil being Phil. Don't don't take it serious. Okay, so but I want to say uh, when you read your articles, that's uh, I'm happy as a clam. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're informative. You're intelligent. In spite of yourself, you're you're very very uh, intuitive and and uh, high minded. Okay. Thanks thanks for the look job. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Okay. And uh, just you know leave Phil alone. Here's a fact from Archie. Don't put Charlton Heston down. Remember, the only reason he's representing the NRA is because LaPierre convinced him that Soylent Green is people. It's people. <laughs> it's people! You son of a bitch. There's nothing you can do with a gun you can't do with a crossbow. Remember, you have to kill, kill it before you grill it. You have to annihilate it before you grill it. All in all, we as a people are too stupid to be trusted with anything and kill something else, says Archie. Right on, Archie. Good facts. Excellent. Here's another one. It says, 7.45 this morning on another station, there was a traffic report from that twit Richard Lewis at Metro Traffic. Who's that guy we got in the morning now? Hey, it's uh, the traffic's really heavy this morning, that rock and roll uh, traffic guy. Man, he's out of control. I don't think I've heard him. You haven't heard him? Well, you're not listening to Mo in the morning? Uh... Boy, mister, you better not walk out in that hallway, especially with that Neil Rogers T-shirt you're wearing today. You better not walk out there when the Moemeister's in there, mister. I'll tell you that right now. Because he'll get your ass fired, did it? Anyway, it says, uh, Richard Lewis had a classic screw-up. At one point in the report, he says, backed up from an early morning crap, or uh, crash. Backed up from an early morning? Well, how do you like that? I would think it would be the opposite, wouldn't you? Unless it was an unsuccessful one, but nevertheless. So thanks for the great faxes are pouring in here. I think we got our show back after all this time. Well, you know, I took some time off, is basically what it was. We had to, like, uh, recycle this whole audience. Give them, like, a gigantic enema. And believe me, if there's any place in the world that needs an enema, it's this town. 9.58 at 5.60, maybe a Mo will only his tube. 5.60 WQM. Hey, let me tell you, that's not an appetizing way to go into the thing about balance for life, is it? Let me tell you, your little black sack has got all you need in every morning. And last night, last night on Channel 4 News, they did the final, the uh, summary of the uh, thing that people lose in a weight. 
And they really didn't say anything. All they did was say the woman who works there lost 10 pounds in a, a month on balance for life, and she's doing just fine. And the beast has lost 58 pounds. I was thinking about this myself. He started out nearly 300 pounds back in the spring. He's down to 226. He's lost 58 pounds. He looks, he's got like, like color in his face now. Of course, it's purple, but nevertheless, it's at least an improvement from the gray that it used to be. And he's almost human now, and you can do the same thing. It's easy because you don't have to count calories. You don't have to do any shopping. You don't have to do any cleaning. All you have to do is open up your little black sack, which they deliver right to your door every morning by 6. Inside the sack are three delicious gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, and there it is. There's all your food for the whole day. All the uh, choice you have to make is the little menu that they send you. Pick between two alternatives for each meal every day that you're on a program. And, of course, it's all scientifically balanced according to Barry Sears, the zone diet, which is very complicated, but they, they do all the figuring for you. And because of the fact that food tastes good, number one, and number two, they give you plenty of food to keep you stuffed all day, uh, you don't have to worry about cheating either. So let Balance for Life take care of you. Call them at 954-568-3229, 568-3229, or visit their website if you like at balanceforlife.com. Live and local, we are Sports Radio 560 Fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Is you day cause you a high-toned boot-lip Negro? Is you the blacky and Jamami who be smart? Does they like how you shine their shoes underneath all the way you wash and park the whitest cars. Georgie Jr. say he trusts you, Condoleezza. To sell our allies on the greedy oil wall. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. The tub, the sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them want a wretched fuse. Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize yeah. that they're treating you just like your esterone. That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. Here till Bush and Rummy. They be cracker assholes. 10.03 at 5.60. Speaking of that, great uh, article here. Somebody faxed me. Another bedtime story by Jimmy Breslin. Newsday. It says, Bush should take a walk near home. As national defense begins at home, the sniper in Washington suburbs was a threat to them from within. What then was George Bush doing in Atlanta, Daytona Beach, Florida, Rochester, Minnesota, Downington, Pennsylvania, Bangor, Maine, and other such places where he makes these cheap campaign tours? 
While in Washington, a 13-year-old boy is shot while going into school, and a 35-year-old father of two, a classic American working man, was uh, killed committing the sin of going to work early. He made lunch sandwiches for his kids at home, then got to work early and was standing in the bus he drives at 5.45 in the morning, and he shot dead from somebody out in the darkness. And when in this nation did we ever close schools because of fear of an assassin or have pupils locked inside their classrooms and allowed out of class only for the bathroom? This was not to be forgotten ever as the white van and white truck disappeared into the air last night to be replaced by the reality of the big old blue and burgundy 1990 Chevrolet with Jersey plates that police hunted, and the long hours started with two people being sought. This is uh, October 24th. The man who was supposed to be directly in charge of the last three weeks was Bush's favorite, John Prayer Book Ashcroft, the Attorney General. I think he goes to church to pray against people. Ashcroft could have had National Guard troops from two states, Maryland and Virginia, around schools. In New York, we had National Guard troopers on the streets at both the Williamsburg and Queensboro bridges. Putting them at schools is more like it. But Ashcroft was nowhere because the president was nowhere. Bush had been taking a walk through Silver Spring or Rockville. That was his job. He pledged to defend the nation. He could have started by helping to repel the attack on Washington. A walk in Maryland. Make some tumult with security everywhere, people milling, and the president of the country walking, walking, walking to show that fear must lose, and the one causing the fear would be caught soon and put away forever. When John Kennedy was shot in 1963, Lyndon Johnson succeeding him was in the driveway outside the White House, falling in behind the hearse for the march up Pennsylvania Avenue to the Requiem Mass. The Secret Service and the people on the staff were against this, too dangerous, they kept telling him. I'd rather be shot than let anybody think I'm afraid to go out on the street, Johnson said. Somebody should have shown George Bush the words. It was one thing that Bush was completely disdainful of the World Trade Center. He and his people hate New York. He barely showed for a year. And they blew the attack. They blew it because any threats to New York weren't of such vital interest. New York is filled with blacks and Jews and all kinds of Hispanics and Asians who don't vote right. Why don't uh, We don't bother with them during an election, and why stop everything and concentrate on some threat to the place? Now we find out that Bush doesn't even like Washington. The reason is that nobody in the shooting area in Montgomery County towns voted for him. His city was wounded, and he went to Downington. He did it so openly that he immediately caused the memory of his father on a cold January day in 1992, trying to assure a public that regarded him as completely indifferent, while he sure was, to their being ground, to their being ground down by a diving economy. At the town hall in Exeter, New Hampshire, Bush the Elder had to say, message, I care. How do you like that, huh? Jimmy Breslin in Newsday. That was written a few days ago, but nevertheless, sorry for that bedtime story, but it's a good one. 143 votes on the poll. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 44. Don't F with the Second Amendment. My guns, God damn it, 40. Yeah, it figures. It's the redneck crowd. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 29. Only police should have guns, 14. No private citizen should have handguns, 11. Only police and, handgu and hunters should have guns, 5. What is it about this country where the average schmuck out there seems to believe that it makes sense that you've got a right to be running around with guns? And that any this whole NRA mentality, it's the, the, the choice, the first one is right. It's too late. The horse is way out of the barn. And all the good intentions of people like Michael Moore, although he did, he did accomplish one thing. He got Kmart to stop selling uh, uh, bullets. Oh, that was good. That's where the kids in Columbine bought the bullets in Kmart. So, there's no laws so, when you, so when you send your kids down to the goddamn store to buy their comic books and their... Uh, and their uh, Paper mache crap, whatever the hell they're buying. Maybe they can buy a few bullets at the same time. At Kmart. Remember what they said in uh, Rain Man? Kmart sucks. But at least they, uh, listen, they stopped selling them. WQAM. Hey, Neil, how yes, are sir. you? Yes, sir, okay. Um, I actually saw a little bit of Donahue last night. Really? Yeah, it was very good. I, I like Michael Moore a lot. Um, actually, this weekend, CNN have, has like this program called People in the News. Mm -hmm. They did like a, a biography on him. 
like how he uh, came. Well, I, I saw a couple of minutes of that, but it was almost over. Right. Well, it was pretty good. Um, he was he was great on Donahue. He's always great whenever he's on any show speaking about you know um, social topics of any mm-hmm. sort. Um, did you happen to catch 60 Minutes this Sunday? Last Sunday? Uh, which part? I saw parts of it. This segment, that woman who was from Turkey, but an American working for the FBI doing translation. Oh yeah. And yeah. how they totally blackballed her right. because they at like you know they hired her to translate for security purposes, mm-hmm. and then her supervisor says, oh. Take your time translating the stuff because, you know, if the work piles up, right. then we could go and say, oh, look at all this work backing up. We need more money for mm-hmm. our budget. Right. And then... Yeah, and she I, was another whistleblower. I had that story on last week. It was a very interesting segment. Yeah. And then, you know, they made the point, her supervisor and other guys like her, um, these guys end up getting promoted instead of getting thrown out on their ass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, what are the priorities? You guys getting more money for your budget or protecting us? It's just very nauseating to watch, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Um, I had a question. Like, I know, like, you know, the Herald and the Sun Sentinel have, unfortunately, endorsed uh, the Jetster. But, and this has been, like, they've been doing this for years, the papers endorsing, like, one candidate over another. But why is it that they get to endorse, but none of the, like, news stations on TV get to do endorsing? Like, doesn't that mix, uh, isn't there a separation between media and uh, politicians? Not really. I mean, newspapers have been endorsing candidates for forever. And if, if one of the local TV channels, you know, like Channel 10 does their editorials, if they wanted to endorse a candidate, they could do it. I don't oh, know. okay, so they can do it. And they probably figure it's bad for ratings, so they don't want to do that, but uh, they could do it. Right, okay, I was confused. Um, I wanted to say that, you know, I, I think regardless whether you take calls, you're reading articles, you know, I listen regardless. I, th- I think you're great when you read the articles, and I like when you add your own little insight and commentary. Um and whoever doesn't like it, screw them. They could, like, you know, turn it off. That's what I say. Screw else. them. Okay, have a great uh, hey, day. Hey, yes, sir. And close tonight, it. Tonight is uh, Smallville. Right, thank new, you. New episode. Thanks. Take care. There's another Smallville fan who reminds me that it's Tuesday. It's well, Now, what are you smirking about? Hey, I need these reminders. When you could Just ask Charlton Heston, man. When you get to be old and febrile, you start forgetting the important things. When you get to be old and impotent, like Chuck Heston, that's why he's got to rub that gun, man. He's got to rub that shotgun. He's rubbing it. He's squeezing it. He's yanking the trigger. Nothing's happening, though. He's shooting blanks. But nevertheless. Yeah, it's a phallic symbol in America. All these limp guys out there. You see a guy that's in love with guns, I'll tell you right now. There's a guy who couldn't get it up in a whorehouse in Amsterdam with 14 Viagras in his hand. 10 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Let's face it, you've been hearing about Fast Train for a long time and wondered if it made sense for you. Well, the facts are simple. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to explode. Their average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train will assist you. They'll help you out in getting a new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in, visit their trained career counselor, and determine which track is ideal for you. Call Fast Train, 866-FAST-TRAIN, to set up an appointment with four convenient locations now. They're in Miami, in Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, and their newest location in Kendall. So there's bound to be one nearby where you live. Don't forget to ask the career counselor, too, for a list of students just like yourself who are currently in their dream jobs thanks to their training at Fast Train. Call them today. you got nothing to lose but that dead-end job. Call Fast Train 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Or check them on the web, if you like, at FastTrain.com. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. Be very afraid. 
kids are learning to play now. In every big city all across the U.S. of A now. <coughs> it's called get yourself some hardware and blow the other fellow away now. All right. They've all got guns, guns, guns. Out there on the streets today. Guns, 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 guns. Out there on the streets today. She's got a newsie, she brought it into show and tell now. Billy brought his lunch and a 38 special to sell now. They can terrorize a teacher and she'll let him out before the bell now. service announcement from the International Rifle Association. Let's face it, most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful, and that's pretty damn depressing. But, as usual, with every problem, there is a solution. Hi, I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out and can be considered a population controller. Yes, handguns. They just might make you famous. 1017 at 560 WQAM, 186 votes on the poll. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? What's your take? It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 59. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, goddammit, 54. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 36. Only police should have guns, 19. No private citizen should have uh, handguns, 12. And only police and hunters should have guns, 6. Here's a fact that says, buy, uh, go buy Stupid White Man by Michael Moore. I'll refund you the money if you don't like it. Stupid White Man. Are they talking about our president again? Yeah, he's one of them. And our governor? Oh, and speaking of uh, John Ascroft, speaking of fascist right-wing extremists, this is in the uh, Sun Sentinel this morning, the Scum Sentinel, so it might be true. Civil activists worry of poll observers. A group of civil rights leaders and community activists yesterday took issue with Attorney General John Ascroft's decision to send lawyers and other observers to the polls in Dade County, saying his poor record casts doubt on the effort. The Dade Elections Reform Coalition, composed of the NAACP, ACLU, and black community activists, charged that Ascroft has repeatedly ignored evidence of discriminatory voting procedures in Dade and Florida. As a result, the members said, Ascroft's decision to spend up to $10,000 and send 20 observers to Dade is suspicious. Maybe they'll be doing like they were uh, the Republicans uh, that they sent down here were doing in 2000. Let us in! Let us in! They'll be knocking the door down. Let us in so we can fix the vote. 
Federal monitors have historically played a vital role in ensuring voting rights, especially in the South, said Gihan Pereira, a member of the coalition. However, this tradition has been broken by the Department of Justice under John Ashcroft's leadership. Instead, the Department of Justice has done the exact opposite. The coalition's members said that under Ashcroft, the Justice Department refused to act when presented with overwhelming evidence that voters were disenfranchised during the 2000 presidential election. They also released a report card on the Justice Department that gave it a failing grade for not addressing Florida's purging of thousands of voters from rolls in 2000, approving Florida's use of provisional ballots, which throws out completed ballots from eligible voters if they vote at the wrong precinct, and approving the state's posting of voter responsibilities at polling places. So what they're trying to say is, we don't trust that fascist Nazi son of a bitch, John Ascroft, is what they're trying to say, and they are... Absolutely correct, sir. And how about those phone calls people were getting that Jeb knows nothing about? Uh, we're just Democrats getting those phone calls saying, oh, uh, you can vote up till November 10th. Yeah, don't don't be in any hurry. You can vote up till November 10th. Right. Every dirty trick in the book, every fixed election under the sun, and the goddamn Miami here on the Sun Sentinel, your voices in this community, they endorse this crooked son of a bitch. Man, do you wonder why you just threw up your arms in the air and say, hey, the hell with it, screw it. Nobody gives a crap anyway. All they care about is mahjong and early bird dinners down here, making sure that nobody can have a good time. That's what this is all about. Just remember, all you young people out there, sex and drugs are bad, guns are good. Just keep that in mind. That's America for you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. What am I getting worked up about? See, this is bad. I'm back on this crap again. I'm getting all worked up to a frenzy. If I would just stick to my goddamn bedtime stories, stay very calm. WQAM. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Well, you hit the subject. I'm going to talk about it. That little liar, Jeb Bush. I want to tell you a little story. About two years ago, I moved over out of Miami area, moved on the West Coast, and I put my boys in a school over there. And uh, beginning of this year, we went to, like, a parent-teacher conference. They were talking about how the ceiling tiles are falling down in a cafeteria on top of the kids, so they're going to get them replaced. Well, here it is now, two and a half months into the school year. Nothing's been done. So I wrote a letter to Mr. Bush, our governor, mm -hmm. and asked him about it. And then I went to the principal and asked him what they were going to do about it. He goes, oh, we got big bid. And I said, what kind of bid? He said, from the state contractors, they got bid to $12,000. So I have my own construction business, and I went and did a little research. The ceiling tiles replaced the ceiling cost $310 with a couple guys or a couple hundred dollars labor. So you're talking about $600 to do the job, and they're getting good to 12000 So I wrote a letter to the governor and asked him, can my company do it free of charge, okay? I did a fundraiser and raised some money to replace the tiles that he kids and eat and eat. He wrote me a letter. Well, I don't know if it was him, but his staff let me let her say, I'm not state certified. I'm not allowed to fix anything in the school. There you go. Dave, you don't have, uh, you know, he doesn't have his hand in your pocket. And I, I, I sit there and I see this commercial with him sitting there with all these school kids and he cares about our yeah. children. Yeah, right? I, I, ask, write him another letter. Ask him how many of his kids went to public school. How many of his dysfunctional kids went to public school. And the answer will be a big fat oh. zero. Zero. The education governor, my ass. I'm so motivated by this guy calling, even though we had a bad connection. Some of these letters are really good in the Sun Sentinel this morning. Editorial and Bush lack integrity. One word that's conspicuously absent from your newspaper's endorsement of Jeb Bush's re-election to the governor's office is integrity. Jeb Bush ordered the disenfranchisement of thousands of probable Democratic voters in the 2000 presidential election. He, along with then-Secretary of State Catherine Harris, that bitch, later signed off on the order that may very well have been responsible for his brother George Bush's winning. Winning in quotes. Yeah, in quotes, I like that. <laughs> in quotes. 
It is still not clear if those voters have had their right to vote registered, reinstated in time for the 2002 elections. Is this a man of integrity? In the gubernatorial debate of October 21st, Jeb Bush was unable to explain how he would fund the amendment limiting class size in public schools if passed, yet he's told his supporters that he has devious plans to thwart the will of the people if the amendment is passed. Is this a man of integrity? Jeb Bush continues to claim that Bill McBride is going to institute a state income tax, even though McBride emphatically says he will not. Bush's claim comes in a TV ad that political science from FSU has termed the most devious type of campaigning in Florida uh, since Claude Pepper was accused of communist leanings. Is this a matter of integrity? Not to mention that a state income tax is prohibited by the state constitution. Jeb Bush touts student achievement based on the rising scores on the boondoggle known as Florida's Comprehensive Assessment Test, FCAT. The fact is that the passing score was lower two years ago to give the impression that more students are doing better on the FCAT. Is it a coincidence that the passing score is going to be raised for the 2003 FCAT after the gubernatorial election? Is this a matter of integrity? Jeb Bush makes private jokes about people's sexual orientation as opposed to allowing homosexuals to adopt children. Yet in the gubernatorial debate October 21st, he gave no reason for his opposition. Is this a man of integrity? Bill McBride may not have the political savvy of Jeb Bush. He may not be able to crunch numbers to fit his political needs like Jeb Bush. But I'll trade a governor with all those abilities for one of integrity, moral principle, and a willingness to work for the good of all the people of the state any day, writes David Keithley of Pompano Beach. You go, boy. Oh! Nice going, David. Here's one from Nina and Dalton Abbott in Hollywood. Bush backing fails leadership test. It says, to say that we were shocked and unhappy with your endorsement of Jeb Bush is an understatement. Above all else, integrity and honesty are traits that are of prime importance in any leader. The very fact that Bush and Harris selectively purged votes of minorities in 2000 is in and of itself reason enough to have at the very least stayed neutral. The fact that you endorsed him is the wrong message to give young people when we should be teaching them decency, honesty, and integrity. It seems to be all about money. If you have enough of it, you lie, you cheat, you steal, and it's okay. In other words, here's ads with scare tactics saying that McBride will enact a state income tax when a state income tax is contrary to the Florida Constitution. At the very least, you should withdraw your endorsement, even if you don't endorse McBride. If you do not do that, you have failed the test of leadership and responsibility to your faithful readers. Perhaps your newspaper is also devoid of integrity, honesty, and decency. Very sad, writes Nene and Dalton Abbott in Hollywood. Right on. And it does lack integrity. They're a bunch of grave robbers. They're pandering to what they perceive to be the way the political winds be blowing. Here's another one. Richard Foss in Margate writes, Bush's record on environment. He says, I wasn't really surprised by the Sun Sentinel's endorsement on Sunday of Governor Jeb Bush's re-election. Your reasoning, although contradictory and hopelessly flawed, is yours, and you're entitled to it. I noted with interest, however, the statement in your endorsement editorial that Bush also has shown sensitivity to environmental concerns. I was surprised, and it turned to a story buried on page 8B of the local section of the same Sunday edition, Money for GOP Poured in After Factory Decision. Briefly, according to your story, Governor Bush flip-flopped and approved a permit for a cement plant on the pristine, your word, issued Tanucky River in Sewanee County after previously promising to oppose the permit for environmental reasons, specifically the contracting company's past record of environmental uh, violations. To quote your story, campaign finance records show that within two days of the deal's completion on June 29, 2000, 140 grand in contributions from some company executives and family members went to the Republican Party. Of the contributions, 40,000 went to the Republican National Committee to help George W. Bush's campaign. You've endorsed this man's election to a second term as governor. Does the Sun Sentinel choose to comment, asked Richard Foss and Margate, and I'm sure they don't, because it's too embarrassing. They have no justification for endorsing a crook and a thief and a liar like this, a scumbag. That's your governor. And you know something? Like I've said before, you people who want to go out and support this crap, you deserve what you get. You deserve exactly what you get. See, I'm getting whipped up to a frenzy again. It's very bad. 
Very bad. Just go back and read the funny papers. 26 past 10 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you guys, it's funny. Jeff Cohen at Pizza Loft. He looks funny. He acts funny. All his stories, all his sexcapades are kind of funny in a very sick, twisted, disgusting way. Anyway, if you want a great meal, go over to the Pizza Loft, either the original Broward location on University Drive in Davie, right between Griffin and 595, right over by the Rimmer's house, where they eat a lot of meals, believe you me. And they pay for them, too, so they tell me, but I'm not too sure. For takeout or delivery in that location, call 954-916-8880. Three different kinds of great pizza. they got all kinds of great Italian goodies, all your favorites, chicken dishes and veal, every pasta dish under the sun, the best garlic rolls in the world. And every Monday is lasagna night. Tuesday, like tonight, is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights and get the second for only five bucks. And the same deals are waiting for you in the same great fresh food at the new Pizza Loft in Plantation. Right there in the corner of Sunrise and Knob Hill, right beyond Walgreens. For takeout or delivery in that location, call 382-1999. 382-1999. The kitchen is spotless. The chefs know their crap. They give you everything cooked fresh to your order, and you're going to love the great food at the Pizza Loft. Tons and tons, gigantic portions at teeny tiny prices. It may not be the uh, cheapest in the world, but it certainly be the best. The world-famous Pizza Loft, now with two great locations. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Dirty to me. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jeb, whose wallet was as big as his pasty swelled up head. He became a governor and dictator too, simply by having more money than you. Billionaire, that is. Dirty deals, ex-presidential dad. In a real goober gubernatorial race, the other goober's name was Buddy McKay. Had an ill-fitting suit and a skeletal head, and when they took his pulse, they discovered he was dead. Brain did, that is. No brains, a backwoods rube. Now Jeb represents the Christian Reich, but somehow got support from the Jewish journal kikes. Now they're all in a mass grave, buried very deep, and his wife wears a necklace of the fillings from their teeth. Jewish gold, melted down of course. Oi! The Tallahassee Millionaires. Starring Heinrich Himmler as Jeb Bush. Ava Braun as Columba, Ariana Huffington as Granny, and Dan Burton as General Burkhalter. The Tallahassee Millionaires, brought to you by Zygon 8. All right. 1031, hey, the Russians say it's a gas. And all this ranting and raving I do about his dysfunctional family and his kids, I keep forgetting about Columba. You know, she's small potatoes. Columba. With that wonderful story about, well, she just forgot about that stuff. She didn't want to declare it because she didn't want him to realize that she was on a shopping spree. So she's also a liar. They're dysfunctional. They lie like crazy. Maybe it runs in a family, you think? Yes. That could be it. Big Arnie, chronic facts of Big Arnie, says, Did you know my wife is in the school system? And during the summer months in my wife's office, they couldn't use the copy machine because they don't have the money to buy toner. In regard to the FCAT, schools and teachers are now so hyper about them that all they teach is what is in the FCAT test, and the students are learning nothing else. The Dade County school system is falling apart. Thank you, Jeb. Sarcastically writes Big Arnie. And here's that story I was uh, referring to before that somebody faxes me, and I thank you from Salon.com. More Florida follies, question mark. Jumpy Florida officials, Democratic officials, worry that phony phone calls might be a dirty tricks campaign, writes Anthony York. About 15% of the Florida voters are expected to use absentee ballots this year. And just last week, Florida Democratic Party Chairman Bob Poe and Palm Beach County Executive Director Lisa Ramsey said they received calls reminding them to get their absentee ballots in by November 10th. The problem, of course, is that's five days after they're due. Immediately, Democrats in this scandal-weary state smelled a rat. 
Post says he grilled the caller when the call came to his cell phone on Friday. The caller claimed to be a campaign volunteer for Bill McBride, the Democratic candidate for governor. When Poe asked to speak to the caller's supervisor, Post says the caller hung up on him. I immediately went back to the campaign thinking we had somebody out there with a bad script or something, Post said. We went through everybody and determined that at the time we had no live calls going out, period. So that's when I started getting concerned that somebody was tampering with the election. Oh, what a novelty, huh? They couldn't be tampering with another election, could they? Democrats are now suggesting this could be the work of political dirty tricksters. Larry Noble, executive director of the Center for Responsive Politics, says that while push-polling, the art of disguising an attack against a political opponent as an objective opinion poll is common, he's never heard of this kind of deception before. But if the caller falsely identified himself as working for the McBride campaign, the call poll received is not only unethical, but it is also illegal. This is the honorable, the ethical, the honest Jeb Bush that the Miami Herald and the Sun Sentinel endorse, folks. This is a, their last act of desperation. If indeed this is a deliberative, somewhat lame effort to fool Florida Democrats, trying to confuse the leader of the state Democratic Party about the actual date of the election is not the sign of an evil genius. It isn't the first time such a ploy has been used. During the 2000 elections in New Mexico, voters received calls claiming to be from the county clerk's office, telling them their absentee ballots were flawed and should be discarded. Others in the state received emails claiming that voting for Democrats had been moved to a different day to eliminate overcrowding at the polls. It's still unclear just how many in Florida received these calls. State Democrats have sent emails to their mailing list seeking reports of calls like the one Paul received, but so far only one other call has been reported. Both Bush's campaign and the state Republican Party have disavowed any knowledge of or connection to the calls, of course. But in a state still sensitive to issues of voter fraud and access to polling places, Democrats were not willing to rule out that friends of the Bush campaign deliberately tried to confuse Democratic voters. Do I think Jeb Bush paid for this? No, said Tate Tsai, research director of the state party. Do I think they have friends who are smart enough to say, hey, we can do this and pay for it and not be connected to the campaign? Yeah. Tsai pointed to phone calls in South Carolina attacking Senator John McCain's family. While those calls were never traced to Bush or Bush supporters, McCain angrily blamed Bush for the calls. McCain's campaign responded with calls in Michigan to Catholic voters, implying that Bush was anti-Catholic. But the scale of the calls in Florida doesn't seem to come close to the anti-McCain calls in South Carolina or the anti-Bush calls in Michigan. In fact, Post said the only other person complaining of such a call was a Democratic Party employee in Palm Beach County. Mona Blabber says she fielded a call at Democratic Party headquarters last week from a caller asking for Ramsey. He said he was a volunteer for the McBride campaign, she said. He mentioned the importance of voting and said the deadline to get the vote in is November 10. I just figured it was a clueless volunteer, she said. If the call was unsuccessful in fooling Poe, the call to Ramsey was even more futile. Ramsey said she's not even voting absentee this year. In fact, she's already cast her ballot, taking advantage of the state's early voting system. The caller's number showed up on Poe's caller ID with a San Diego, California area code. Poe said he and other party officials have tried calling the number dozens of times but haven't gotten an answer. Numerous attempts to call the number by salon yielded only busy signals. Yeah, they're probably busy calling Democrats. One political calling center based in San Diego is Competitive Edge Research and Communication. The firm's president, John Neenstedt, said nobody at his firm made the calls. When told about the content of the calls, he said, that sounds like a big, fat violation of the Voting Rights Act. We've never done anything like that. Neenstedt, a Republican, said his firm usually handles Republican clients from the local city council races up to presidential, but declined to name any of them. He says Democrats may be barking up the wrong tree by trying to trace the call using the phone number on a caller ID screen. You can put any number you want as an outgoing number. He said most call centers use a T1. There's no phone number associated with a T1 line. You can't make a call to that number, so they may not be able to trace it. Post says his efforts to trace the call have been futile, and he sent a letter to John Ascroft. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Calling for an investigation. I think we got a better chance of writing to Edgar Allan Poe. 
Party officials say Florida Attorney General Bobby Butterworth, the Democrats, also looking into the matter, Post says it all points in the direction of somebody trying to tamper with the election. What a surprise, huh? Trying to fix an election in Florida. What a shock. <laughs> Unheard of. Unacceptable. Let us in. Let us in. 23 to 11 at 560 WQAM. Just calm down. Just take a deep breath. Like that. Just relax. See, I shouldn't have seen Donahue last night. Michael Moore made, made me feel like there's more than one of us who uh, believe this way about all this crap, all these crooks. And not just on one side either. They're all a bunch of crooks. It's just a question of which ones are most dangerous. WQAM. QAM with music. Are we on hold? Are we on one of those music? Sorry. Sorry, mister. WQAM. Neil, Uncle Neil, how are you? Okay. What time does the uh, pregame begin next Monday? WQAM. Oh, Neil. Here we go. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Is this Neil? Sounds like me. Yeah, you got a great show. Listen. uh... Just to shift gears a little bit, uh, are you familiar with this Oliphant, this Miriam Oliphant uh, situation in Fort Lauderdale? I have the article right in front of me about the disabled elections worker who was rehired after her, uh, Miriam Elephant blew her out to, so she could put her uh, mother in there. Put her mother in there and fired a lady, a cripple lady, right. who, who was uh, who worked there for 28 years. Right. And then uh, she, was, of course, prior to that, Oliphant was transferred. So I think this was in retribution, probably. Yeah. But that wouldn't have happened uh, if Oliphant had been. Uh... I'll, I'll, sir, I'll guarantee if Miriam Elephant would have been a white woman, she'd have gotten canned so fast after the September 10th election that you couldn't say her name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's all I wanted to tell you. Thanks. Thanks sir. I got it right here. Thank you. Disabled elections worker rehired. There's the picture in the Sun Sentinel this morning on the front of the local section. Kathleen Weinstein had been a poll worker for 15 years at Precinct 15J in the mainlands of Tamarack before being ousted. A paraplegic widow living on Social Security who lost her poll worker position in the primary to make way for election supervisor Miriam Elephant's mother will get her old job back. Miriam Elephant, and right away we get all the darkies running around. Oh, you trying to pick on her because she'd be black. We're picking on her because she's incompetent. That's why she had no business being in there. Absolutely none. Any more than David Leahy has any business being there in Dade County. Boy, talk about a couple of losers. Kathleen Weinstein probably will be, again, the clerk in Precinct 15J in time for next week's election. She'd been a poll worker for 15 years until she was replaced by Elephant's mother, Hattie McKinsey. Good old Hattie McDaniel. I mean McKinsey. The embattled supervisor was the target of an ethics complaint filed yesterday alleging she violated the state anti-nepotism law by hiring her mother, your mama. How do you like that, huh? Hiring your mama. Unbelievable. Unacceptable, unbelievable, and typical of South Florida. Yeah, that's what we said. Your mama. That's our message to you, Miriam Elephant. The widow in a wheelchair since the age of five because of polio was rehired after Joe Cotter read of her plight in the South Florida Sun Sentinel article on Saturday. He called me Sunday and was wonderful, she said. Cotter, who's taken over supervising the election office following the chaotic September 10 primary, said replacing Weinstein was a terrible mistake. He said it's my goal to put her back where she belongs. Well, I tell you, we, are, we love crooks down here. We love crooks and incompetent people and people that do all this nepotism. We love Mayor Pinga Pequena. I tell you, the scan, you know, the Herald does this big thing out there at Miami International Airport and the scandals that are going on, all the payoffs. Doesn't make any difference. And then, of course, they turn out they wind up endorsing the same assholes for office all over again. Doesn't do a bit of good. And like I've tried to tell you, this place is hopeless. Hopeless. Enjoy the sunshine, although it's too goddamn hot. Every day now. See, I thought I'd come back for a little while, like to you know get a little cool breeze, the fall breeze between your knees, you know. 
Every day we're setting new records. 89 today. Even the mosquitoes have left. You notice that? It's so goddamn... No, seriously, even the mosquitoes took off. They left town. They went to Atlanta. They couldn't handle it. Hot. It's humid. Maybe it affects your brain. Hello, George. He ain't here today, okay? Get out of here. Quit sticking your damn head in the door. That damn piece is going to get caught in there one of these times. 245 votes on the pool. What's your take on guns in the U.S., huh? What's your take? It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 81. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, God damn it. Oh, it's, it's uh, changing again. 84, like I said on the first one. 72 say, don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, damn it. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 43. <laughs> Only police should have guns, 25. No private citizen should have handguns, 17. Only police and hunters should have guns, 8. 19 before 11 at 560 WQAM. When you shop for quality footwear, one name ought to pop into your mind immediately. That's Brandy's. Just think of that song by the Looking Glass. Remember that song, Brandy? Brandy, you refined shoe. Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach, they've been going strong in that same location for a long time, for a coon's age, if I can say that. Can I say that? No. For a long time. And they feature all the top names in the business, like Rockports, SAS, Sperry, Timberland, Naturalizer, and a lot more. And it would seem to me now, I'm not really sure of this, because this special, I don't know. I don't want to read that special because it would be three weeks in a row and I really have my doubts. The salespeople are supposedly back, but is Troy Stratford gracious with his presence and give me the new tag for Brandy's this week? No. no. No, he is not. So I don't want to say that this is on sale or that's on special sale because I'd probably be lying, you know? And if I'm lying, I want to be lying on my own, not because Troy Stratford is busy screwing off again. You know, that time in Vegas he spent out there, it must have rubbed off on him. They must have been rubbing his bald spot. At any rate, to make a long story short, you love shopping at Brandy's because no matter whether it's a big sale or special, you can't beat their everyday low prices and the great service you get, too. Brandy's is open daily, 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. When you go into Brandy's, be sure and tell them Troy Stratford is a human bowling ball. Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, where you just can't beat them for price selection and service. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Yeah. 
God's booze and uh, guns, that's what it be all about, baby. Pick your own. 13 before 11, and your nose, too. Here's a fax about uh, Carlos, no less. Well, first it says, calm down, we can't afford to lose you. Just relax, uh, faxer, just calm down yourself. I'm in good shape. <laughs> and then it goes on about the guy with the ceiling tiles doesn't know that those campaign spots have perfect sets built in the studio so they can shoot him trying to look like he cares. What ceiling tiles? Do you know what he's talking about? We don't know. It says, who's the new flunky? He sounds like George. Calls you a flunky, Carlos. It says, all he, all he has to do is talk about swing clubs. He can be as disgusting as George. I don't think you ever could be as disgusting as George because you're probably actually getting laid once in a while. Occasionally. Occasionally. There you go. He's getting a little action once in a while, unlike George, who only got laid once in the last two years. And, boy, it was a bad <laughs> mistake. <laughs> bad mistake, George. That'll teach you a thing or two. Here's another one of those letters to the editor. I want to leave a Michael Litt from Davy out in the Sun Sentinel this morning. It says, I'm shocked to think that you would pick a man who helped his own brother steal the highest power in our country. You must all be Republicans or blind. You're endorsing a man who took away our right to vote two years ago, or at least the right of others. There are plenty of other things Jeb has uh, done wrong, but I don't want to chew your ears off. If you don't want to endorse McBride, fine, don't endorse anyone. It's a lot better than making fools out of yourselves, writes Michael Litton Davy. That's right. How about being neutral, okay? How about saying if you don't like Bill McBride, we can't endorse either one of these guys? Because McBride is an unknown quantity, and we already know that Bush is a crook and a liar. That would, that would have gotten everybody a lot more respect. But no, we can't do that. Monkey see, monkey do. This is great. Well, I'll tell you, the facts is just foaming at the mouth, just foaming here. The Second Amendment, myth and reality, and this is this is right on, because all this crap about what the Second Amendment means, this has been twisted and perverted and distorted. Take it from me when it comes to being perverted. Warren Burger, former U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice, said, The Second Amendment has been the subject of one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat the word fraud, on the American public by special interest groups that I've ever seen in my lifetime. The Second Amendment says, specifically, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's all it says. Warren Berger says the Second Amendment was one of the most misunderstood components of our founding documents. While the gun lobby has spent millions of dollars to make the American public wrongly believe the Second Amendment applies to an individual's right to own a firearm, that interpretation is a falsehood. In reality, the Second Amendment applies only to firearm ownership in the context of a well-regulated militia and not individuals. When the Constitution was adopted, it created a single central army under the control of the federal government and did not contain provisions for the separate control of state militias. The problem with this arrangement was that organized state militias were seen as a necessary component of resisting invasion from other countries and countering rebellions and riots within the states. As a result of the unclear constitutional provisions on state militias, it was necessary to explicitly state in the Bill of Rights that well-regulated militias could not be deprived of their right to bear arms by the federal government. The Second Amendment was therefore incorporated into the Bill of Rights as a guarantee that the states could each maintain organized militias free from the interference of the federal government. Today, the National Guard has formally assumed the role of the state militia, and the states see to it that they're well enough armed. The National Guard is therefore exempt from federal gun laws under the protection of the Second Amendment. When the NRA makes claims that they're the protectors of the Second Amendment, this is simply not true. By distorting the true meaning of the Second Amendment in such an extreme way, they are in fact working against it wrote former U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice Warren Burger. How do you like that, huh? Very clear, it's very simple. A well-regulated militia doesn't say anything about wackos, crazy, irresponsible people, drunks and uh, schwarzers and everybody else running around with guns. It says nothing about going to Kmart and loading up with goddamn bullets. It doesn't say nothing about that. And so Wayne LaPierre, there's another good liar for you, and all these NRA assholes, that's all they do. And that business about when Bush got in, well, we're going to have our office right down the hall from the oral office. And even though they may not have a physical office down the hallway, they might as well have. 
These are the people that stole control of your government, and the public sits back, like that, just like that. While he's doing a good job on terrorism. Oh, yeah. Doing a hell of a job. That's why we keep having a new warning every day. Well, we haven't found this one, and we haven't located that one, and Al-Qaeda's reforming, and they're, like, getting their act together again. And the threat is, I mean, the head of the goddamn CIA, George Tenet, says the threat is as great now as it was before 9-11. And we're going, like that. And yesterday, by the way, just another isolated incident there in the University of Arizona. You remember I put that on the air from CNN? Ah! Three professors shot and killed because this 40-year-old student... At nursing school, he was uh, disgruntled because they wouldn't let him do his makeup exams. So guess what? I'm pissed off. I'm going to go out just like that one bit that we played. Yeah, that's right. Kill some people. It's time to get it on. Yeah, that's the American idea of getting it on. Don't forget, bullets and the guns are good, all you kids out there. Killing people, killing things, butchering people. That's why the rest of us looks at the rest of the world look at us like a bunch of barbarians. And just like Michael Moore said last night on Donahue, this thing was going into uh, Baghdad and just starting to drop bombs all over the place. Well, you know, so we're going to kill a few thousand Iraqis. We'll kill a few thousand American soldiers. No respect for human life. In any country that doesn't respect human life, and, you know, they're, they're more. if these people were as concerned about the unborn fetuses there, about those of us who are actually alive, then we'd have something here. They don't give a crap. I've told you this for years. For 20 years I've told you that. They don't give a crap about anybody who's actually walking around breathing and alive. But the fetus, oh, my God. And interestingly enough, the fetus huggers tend to be the same people who are the gun lovers. Oh, isn't that interesting? 284 votes on the poll. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 94. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, goddammit, 85. Of course, we just proved that you're wrong about that. The Second Amendment's got nothing to do with your guns. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 51. Only police should have guns, 26. No private citizen should have handguns, period, 19. Only police and hunters should have guns, 8. I mean, you know, like Michael Moore said, we've got to have hunters out there. Go out and kill Bambi, stuff like that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, I went last Tuesday night. How come I was the only eggplant at the pizza loft? WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, I went to see um, uh, the movie on Sunday down at that Schmidt hole of a, that they call a movie theater, Gateway. Yeah. It's on East That's way, way too far east for me. I'll tell you, though, it's, I urge everybody to go down and see that and form two lines around the block because it is an incredible. You won't be able to take your eyes off it. Yeah. I mean, it's they, they showed quite a few clips from it last night on Donahue. Yeah. One of the best scenes in the movie by far is you saw when they took those kids into Kmart headquarters. The two kids that got right, shot up, right. and all he would, all they would uh, agree to let him speak to was the media relations person. So they waited all day to speak to somebody from the company, and they kept getting a runaround. So you thought that was the end of the story. Mm -hmm. The next, you got to picture this in your mind. The next cut, you see a, a picture of a street, and here's Michael Moore rushing forward across the screen, and behind him is trailing all these television cameras and newspaper reporters from the local media. And he brought them all back to Kmart, and they agreed right then and there to take the, the, uh, the bullets, ammunition, out of the Kmart. Street. Excellent. So that was a, it's a great moment, and it's a great film. I'm going to go see it this week. Hey, one last uh, yeah. little tip, entertainment tip. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO? No, never heard of it. Check it out. It will be on tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. It follows Sopranos on Sunday nights, but they replay it on Wednesday. It's Larry David. It's, you'll love it. Mo David? Larry David, the guy that produced Seinfeld. Mo Howard David? Yeah, watch it. Trust okay. me. Okay, okay, thanks. See ya.
Did he say Mo Howard David? It's time to get it on. On HB. Here's a fax from Warren in Boca who says two things. Did you know that in Minnesota you can register to vote even as late as Election Day? Why didn't they adopt that policy here? Well, they don't want people to vote here, okay? Don't you understand, Warren? It's like a rhetorical question, I guess. They don't want you to vote unless you're one of theirs. And they certainly don't want you darkies out there voting. Also, he says, it doesn't bother me in the least that both major South Florida newspapers are supporting Jeb Bush for governor. After all, they're both part of large corporate conglomerates, major benefactors of right-wing policies of Jeb and his brother, Georgie Jr. It's time for Jesse to remind us again, stay out of the bushes. Good old Jesse Jackson, you know. See, Jesse's one of those people, we like him when it's expedient for us, you know. We generally figure that he's a scumbag and we can't stand him, an exploitative uh, whoremonger, whatever he is. But every once in a while, he'll say something and we say, yeah, right on, Jesse. Because at least he's got the balls to say it once in a while. That's what that broad said. He had the balls, and then he disappeared. Something like that. 10.56 at 5.60 QAM. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. Why the hell am I always getting raped by men? You have a nice back, Mo. Why, sure. But I don't ever get raped by broad. Women don't rape men. Eh, that's too bad. There is such a thing as an attractive man, you know, Mo. What do you know, you crumb? What are you, some kind of fairy? Why don't you go be another monkey for the organ grinder down the hall? I'm not a queer. What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been raped enough to know the difference. Sorry, Mo. Now, see here. We're supposed to be talking about sports here, not about good-looking men. Just men in general and nothing else. This is sports radio over here. We love men. But I got to say, have a perk. Like just the other night, I saw this commercial on overnight TV. When this guy was crawling out of the ocean, see? <laughs> on this island filled with strippers that are broad. They looked okay. But this guy in the commercial, I would say, in an objective sort of way, he was pretty cute. <laughs> see that? You're laughing. You're laughing. Did I give you clearance to laugh? Was this for a strip joint, Mo? <laughs> yeah. And the guy was growing on the island? You thought he was cute? Yeah, that's right. Now, you ask me to be objective. I acquiesce, and you still make fun of me. You want to get fired again? Huh? That guy there had pinchable jowls. So he was so goddamn funny. That was George. No. The organ grinders monkey? You know... Maybe I am in love with that mango munching speak. Hello, George. It certainly does make a thing on my nose glow like a neon rainbow. Hmm. Wanting quiet must have been just a reaction to suppress the truth of how I feel. But I can't let anybody know how much I want to enter his face. Get out of here, all of you. You're all nuts. You're all... Hey. I can't move. Look at the bulge in your pants, Mo. Oh, no. If I move the wrong way, I'll... Hey, everybody. Mo messed his pants. Do the good for you, Crumb. Ow! That hurt, Mo. 1101 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. Former Archdiocese official promoted Chanley despite priest views on homosexuality. How do you like that? This from the Boston Globe, of course. Boston Bishop Thomas V. Daly... I'm sorry, Bishop Thomas V. Daly of Brooklyn, New York, formerly a top-ranking official in the Archdiocese of Boston, knew the Reverend Paul Shanley endorsed sex between men and boys, but promoted him to a head of a parish in Newton, Mass., according to a deposition made public yesterday. He was the head man. Daly, who served as Chancellor, Vicar General, and Auxiliary Bishop in the Boston Archdiocese from 77 to 84, promoted Father Shanley to administrator and acting pastor at St. Jean's Parish in Newton in 84, where he allegedly went out to molest and rape a number of boys. 
Shanley, 71, as we all know, was indicted on, in June on 10 counts of child rape and 6 counts of indecent assault and battery for allegedly sexually abusing boys from 1979 to 89 while he was at St. Jean's. The boys were between the ages of 6 and 15. Shanley has pleaded innocent to the charges. Daly gave sworn testimony in August in civil lawsuits filed by three men who claimed they were sexually abused by Shanley at St. Jean's. The same men are involved in criminal complaints against Shanley. In the deposition, Daly acknowledged that he considered Shanley a troubled priest who needed help. He said he knew Shanley had attended a meeting of the North American Man-Boy Love Association, NAMBLA, and had spoken in favor of the group. But under questioning from civil attorney Roderick McLeese, Jr., Daly said he hadn't received any reports of Shanley engaging in such activities himself. The only thing, the only saving feature of it is that we're talking about ideas and opinions in his promotion verbally. To my knowledge at the time, he wasn't involved in activities, Daly said. So in other words, if you got a priest who's promoting sex between the men and young boys, that's okay as long as he don't do it. Great. See, and that's another thing I could get apoplectic about, but I'm beyond it because I realize that there's no hope. That's why this idea of my sitting here and pontificating every day like I'm going to change something, forget about it. As Mo would say, forget about it. Hopeless. These jackasses out there. And then, of course, the church says, well, we're not going to go along with that. Uh, you know, the Vatican isn't too crazy about this uh, one strike and you're out deal because we got to be third of the priest. To help with the victims, they're only making trouble for us. They're costing us a lot of money. They're bad for business. They're really bad for business. And you schmucks out there, you keep showing up every Sunday and you know, the same old crap and rubbing the beads and all this. Uh, it, it's hopeless. I'm going to sit here and change mankind and human nature on some horseball radio show on a goddamn sports station in Miami with a crappy signal. <laughs> there you go, little uh, you know, little sound effects for you, make you feel comfortable like you're on the right station. You drive up 441 and a goddamn uh, the electric wires on there on the right given day and you can't hear a goddamn thing. And I'm going to change the world on here. Forget about it. That's my. In fact, where the hell is it? He's got the right idea. Anybody thinks you're going to change humankind? Forget about it. That's right. Here's Michelle who says, and she thinks she's going to change Eric, I guess. She says, I was wondering what's going on with your website. I'm getting a lot of faxes about this, by the way, Eric, and I know it's not your fault, but we'll blame you anyway. We'll blame you anyway. Just for uh, lollygagging on that damn uh, website, on the stuff that, uh, that Carlos worked out for you there, on all those links. The only links, like I told you before the show, that he's worried about are Jimmy Dean sausages. Those are the only links he's working on. Dozens of them. He just, they just throw the whole package in the goddamn deep fry. Michelle asked, I was wondering what's going on with your website. I don't get to listen to you live except for today that I'm sick. Sorry, Michelle. So I would always get my fix through your website archives, but the archives have been empty for what seems like forever. Had the archives of the show been done away with, please tell me that this Eric dude will put them back up. Is Eric going to put them back up? No. But again, it's not his fault. Well, this one time it's not his fault. Because that has to do with this ongoing thing with the, uh, the strike. I mean, how long can that go on? The actors who do the commercials, the performers uh, who are union members out on the West Coast, they've been on strike for about two years now. So you'll notice that during the live show, we have to exclude the uh, commercial breaks and put music. I don't know. Would we still put music on there? I haven't heard it all. Yeah, we time. don't know. We don't know nothing. But in the meantime, if we put the archives on there, it would certainly be just a gigantic. I don't know how the hell you do that unless you have like a whole staff of people, uh, you know, deleting all of the commercials from the archive shows. Follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it. So got that's it. why that's why there are no archives, which, right. of course, cuts way, way down on the number of people. We, we could be having like 400,000 hits a day on a goddamn uh, website, not to mention the ones that people are, uh, you know, snorting out there in a the goddamn radio land. They're smoking it. They're snorting it. And, of course, who the hell can blame them being in this godforsaken place, in this tropical depression? 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Oh no, these are only isolated incidents. These are men of the cloth, yeah, and that's why they wear those dresses. Okay, easy access. WQAM. Great God Almighty. Woody again. WQAM. How you doing, Neil? Okay. I got that. I, I. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Oh, I disagree with you. About. By the way, Neil, I hear an echo on the phone. I'm, it's I, not on the ear. Don't worry. It's you can probably okay, on a okay. crappy phone. All right. My only problem with this, I don't like innocent people being shot by scumbags. Mm -hmm. I don't like voter irregularities as much as the next person. Mm -hmm. But my only problem is the direction you're going is that you don't want to blame the people responsible for it. You want to pass the buck. Pass the buck to who? But if it, in the wait, last part... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You see, conversation works this way. You made okay. a comment. I responded with a question. Pass the buck to who? And then you're supposed to tell me what you're talking about. I will tell you what I'm talking about. Please. It's not the NRA. Let's just talk about uh, the NRA. It's not the NRA members who are going out killing innocent people. No, you no. But, well but what the you. NRA members are doing every time any meaningful uh, handgun uh, restriction legislation is proposed, the NRA fight it tooth and nail, just like even this thing about finger, uh, you know, tracing the goddamn bullets like by having like basically fingerprints on them, even though that's a very, you know, it's very dubious whether that's going to work or not. But no matter what it is, it's always this paranoid mentality they promote, like, oh, next thing you know, they're going to be taking away our guns. The, the NRA only panders to the craziest gun huggers in the world, and you know that. The average person who's a law-abiding citizen does not go out and kill innocent people. No, but how about the average person who leaves their guns laying around so their little kids get a hold of them, like this little six-year-old kid in Flint, Michigan? Or and like, they should be or, or, or like this, sir, once they're punished, it's too goddamn late. I'm not going to talk to an idiot like you, okay? You're another one of these assholes who thinks that human life is uh, worthless. It's not a question of punishing. It's a question of prevention, of preventing little kids from having guns in their hands and killing people. This isn't some some wild cockeyed theory that somebody came up with this is common sense which obviously you gun nuts don't have any of oh well you know they should have a, a lockbox that yeah that's al gore with a freaking lockbox look what he did for us he gave us the bushes thanks a lot al you idiot you wouldn't uh, you cigar store indian and your buddy jew lieberman for giving us this crap sir yeah i could sit here and talk with you from now until next circus and it won't do you a bit of good do any one of us any good because your mind is closed all those kids out there, and it's like we're talking statistics. We're talking about numbers, not like we're talking about living and breathing human beings. We're talking about people. And like I keep trying to explain to you, everywhere else I go in the world, whether it's Germany or Holland or Italy or Canada, anywhere, this doesn't go on. Oh, sure, there's a few people shot every year, a few. And here, there's so many of them that go on, especially in the inner cities. You know, blacks killing other blacks, we don't care about that. They don't even make the goddamn newspaper. There's no room for it. The idea that everybody and their brother should, and, and not only do they want to have their guns, they want to have as many as they want to have. They want assault weapons. They want every kind of goddamn uh, firearm that's ever been invented, and nobody's going to tell them that they can't. It's sick. So, one more reason a week from today to vote against Bush. To, to to nip this bush thing in the bud while before it spreads any worse, this cancer. I mean, these are the people who have taken over the country, right-wing religious extremists who want to lead us all down the, the path to Armageddon so we can all be dead, blow up the goddamn world for their cockeyed religious insanity. And then people like this guy, 
who want to make an intellectual argument about whether, you know, little kids should be getting a daddy's gun. Oh, well, let's, uh, you know, do this and let's make those people responsible. Like I said, making them responsible isn't going to be bringing back the dead people. Just like that little Schwarzer up there in Palm Beach County got pissed off because his teacher wouldn't let him go in to talk to his girlfriend. And bada-bing, there you go, that's the solution to that. And so a good guy, a family man, a good teacher, which are damn hard to come by, as you know, especially at these prices, a good teacher, he's dead. And his wife and family, uh, they're not going to get him back, no matter who we blame. I blame idiots like you, sir, that's who I blame. Mindless simpletons who think that everybody is just a statistic. See, there I go getting excited again. It's, it's pointless. You're not going to change him. The Chuck Heston crowd. They're, they're squeezing it. They're squeezing the trigger. They're cleaning it. It's like a hobby. It's like the same thing with the goddamn wicked weed people who are so obsessed with marijuana. It's one thing to smoke it. It's another thing. It's a hobby. It's like your whole life. And they're sitting there picking out the seeds, you know. Get a life. That's my suggestion to some of you people. Get a goddamn life. I realize you're in South Florida. It ain't easy to find one. Get on a plane and go somewhere like the civilization once in a while. See what the real world is all about. Jesus effing Christ, man. Ten past eleven at 560 WQAM. I mean, you can disagree all you want. I try to have a conversation with this guy, but when he starts this business about, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, hold him accountable. Hold him accountable for what? After the kid is already dead? 11,000 in one year. 11,000. And let me say it again. You go to Italy... Nobody is walking around with guns, except you know who's got guns? The military and the carbonieri and the polizia, they have guns. You go to, to Holland, is there anybody walking around the streets with guns? No. No. They had like a triple murder there at one of the diamond factories there last year in Amsterdam. I think there were three people shot and killed. And man, you talk about big news, because it, it don't happen. It doesn't happen. Once in a blue moon it happens. Here it happens every five minutes. Every few minutes we get another story about this little kid was shot at going to school. How about what we just had in goddamn Maryland and Virginia, for Christ's sakes? With a couple of crazy Schwarzers and a goddamn beat-up old Caprice drilling holes in the back so they can go around target, target practice. And all the blame and all the frying of these people are ever going to do it. It isn't going to bring any of those victims back. It isn't going to bring them back. You got one shot at it, okay, if I can use that phrase you got one shot at it once you're dead you're dead forever somebody draw a diaphragm for this asshole that just called okay sir you are he's an asshole right 12 minutes after 11 at 560 wqm hey if you want to be healthy start popping oleomed in your puss i've been telling you about this great product for a long time now and some of you aren't even taking it yet what you be waiting for Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins, minerals, herbals, and other nutrients scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas, which are to help you sleep, one to help you lose weight, and one for your heart, CoQ10, which is super stuff, by the way, all using the benefits of the best olive oil you'll be finding anywhere. Oleomed is an outstanding product that's available at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens. For more info, call Oleomed at 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633, and you can also find them online at oleomedamerica.com. If you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oleomed product in Broward or Dade counties, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last, and what more could you want in life than that? Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sports Center every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing at home, too. Pick up your free Oleomed samples and product information and start feeling healthy again by popping it in your puss. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM.
Beware of exploding balls. Eleven seventeen at five sixty WQM five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and wireless line three hundred and sixty eight votes on our poll today on the com. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? Makes me want to go and take a wicked crap. I'll tell you that. Oh, don't f with the Second Amendment, my guns, goddamn it! One hundred twenty nine. That's we got some fake votes on there. Either that or the NRA nuts are spreading the daisy chain word around. But of course, they're thirty five percent. The other sixty five percent don't agree with you. Two thirds. And those are real votes. It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 109. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 62. Only police should have guns, 33. No private citizen should have handguns, 24. Only police and hunters should have guns, 10. This is the way it'd be going right now. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I got an Oliphant story here. I don't know if you caught it. They did a, when they were doing the county commission uh, investigation about where the money went. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady stands up and gives her name, which was an old font, and starts saying, you know, I, I, I want to say of all the good things that she's done mm-hmm. over the years. And one of the county commissioners goes, stops her and goes, can you recognize yourself again? And she says her name, and, and uh, he goes, no, are you her mother? And she goes, yes, what's that got to do with it? <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? I could not believe it. Only in South Florida. Thanks for the good news. Okay, bye. Say hi to Miss Elephant. <laughs> okay, let's see. Guns are the problem. Here's a uh, fact that looks like an Ojean provocateur said. According to the 1997 survey of state prison inmates, among those possessing a gun, the source of the gun was from a flea market or gun show, fewer than 2%, a retail store or pawn shop, about 12%, family, friends, a street bar or legal source for 80%. Victimizations, including a firearm, represented 8% of the 6.3 million violent crimes of rape and sexual assault. Well, we're not saying you don't get raped with a gun. See, this is, again... Playing games with numbers, okay? Playing games with numbers. You don't get raped with a gun. And robbery, of course, well, good luck to you, okay? People usually don't get robbed unless somebody's got a gun. Only 8%. So we're only talking about those 11,000 lives. Again, they're just statistics to this asshole, whoever faxed me this right now. More NRA propaganda. Save the paper. You're not. You're just spinning your wheels if you think you're going to have any impact on me. I know better. I've lived in places where they're like got their heads on straight, where they're, where they're sane people walking around. Decent people. People that don't want to blow each other away every time they get fired up and pissed off. 5670560. Oh, pound 560. See, a lot of you folks who never get out of town very much, you know, maybe you ought to steal some money without a gun, of course. But go like, you know, hold up a 7-Eleven. 
and you know, get some money and get on a plane and go and spend some time like in France or Germany or Italy or Switzerland or Netherlands or Sweden or Finland or Norway or Canada or like a whole bunch of places where they're not blowing each other away on a street every day with guns and little kids aren't like picking up daddy's gun in a goddamn bedroom or somewhere and going out and taking it to school and blowing their schoolmates away. It doesn't happen very, very rarely. Almost never. And the fact that the public in this country accepts this, like I've told you before a zillion times, oh, this is just the way it is, there's nothing we can do about it, that's pathetic. Talk about a bunch of apathetic assholes. But boy, what time is that goddamn pregame show start, Neil? What time's the ball game start? This radio station is the epitome of what's wrong with America. I'm glad that I work on this radio station because 16 hours a day, this station epitomizes what's wrong with the goddamn people in this country. Babbling idiots. Well, do you think that if they can get a new right tackle out there, that maybe we'll open up some more running room for Ricky? Uh, yeah, right. Who the hell gives a flying crap about Ricky, Ricky, Ticky? And by the way, Ricky, get a haircut. You scumbag. Man. That's all these people know. And what, what's your take on that game this Friday, Hank? What's your take? You like the overs? You like the unders? Or should I uh, should I uh, suck with this or should I tease with that? Yeah, suck this. That that's the limit of the American mentality out there. And all this bullcrap about 9/11 and everybody waving a flag and they're all whipped up. They could give a crowd. All they want to do is be safe. That's all. And they don't even care about that. They're just hoping for the best. They'll listen to any goddamn bullcrap the government peddles them. And just like this Iraq business, I mean, they've been making it up as they go along. They come right out as far back as January and tell us, oh, we're playing the war card. And then in August, well, you know, you don't sell new products in August in the dog days of summer. We'll wait till Labor Day. We'll wait till the anniversary of 9-11. Then we'll come up with a big pitch on Sodom as the evildoer and the threat with his uh, weapons of mass destruction. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. And you notice as soon as North Korea said, well, guess what? We got them. We already got them. Uh, you see us invading uh, North Korea? No. No. No, we're talking nice to them over there. We're making nice. See, we don't want to invade anybody that's already got them. Like Pakistan. And just like that one bit we got, that's the place we should have started, was Pakistan. The ones who invented the Taliban. WQAM. Why aren't you mad at the 80 before? WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Okay. You seem a little fired up pissed off, huh? Yeah, no, why should I be fired up, you know? I don't Sit know. Sit back and wait for the ball games to come on. Yeah, it's not worth complaining. No one listens around here. I've been a long time since I've listened to you. I, I, I now drive up north, and I can't only get you if I call you up on the phone and hear what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's great to hear, you, hear your voice. And yes, one last is. thing, were you fudge-packing? Okay, there he is. There's the fudge-packing guy. You Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Good. All right, you take care. Have a great life, pal. Keep, driving, right. keep driving north. Get out of this place. Uh, I'll be driving north. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> good luck to you. That's the fudge-packing guy. He's a pretty good guy. He looked pretty good. I remember that. But he's probably getting old and, you know, probably at least 25 now. 5670560. What are you laughing about, mister? Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. See, that's one thing about women. You know, it's that God works in mysterious ways. Women, sometimes they get like in their 30s and 40s. They actually look better than they did when they were like 20. But with men, you know, they start like getting to 20, 25. They start with a male pattern baldness, and their nose starts getting longer. You know, and they start, they start getting really grotesque. They get Jason Gedrick syndrome, you know. That's God again dicking with us one more time, you know, because he's got a wicked sense of humor. WQAM. Neil. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. I love your sense of humor. Yes, I am. I'm a panic. <laughs> what if you're in your 50s? Do you still look good? 
Uh, some some people do. I I never look good at any point, so it don't make any difference. My age. see, I'm oh. ageless because I never look good from the womb out. Oh, I love I love your honesty. Mm-hmm. I love it. You take care. Now. Okay, you too. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, and how do you like that hollow thing on the phone there? Well, it's this phone system. See, now that we're starting to take calls again, now the phone problems will creep up again, and the engineers like that. George Corso will be he'll be huddling with the, you know his mentor there, Bob Vermouth, Mini Bob. You know, will be huddling with old Bob. And they'll be making all kinds of cracks about Screwan and, uh, and about how that old fag changes his mind every five minutes. I didn't change my mind about Amsterdam, by the way. That was uh, you guys. I want to put that on the record again. I was willing to have them send all that equipment back here because unless I can get like a uh, negative ion machine or one of those air filter things in my studio over there, I'm not. I'm not doing shows there because the you know when you're in the basement, I'm not sleeping in that basement either. I'm going to sleep upstairs in my apartment over there because downstairs is moldy and mildewy. I mean, you know, Amsterdam is wonderful, but Holland is in the Stone Age. You know, you know, how about knocking some of those old goddamn buildings down and building something new? They don't have to be like high-rise condos like here, but how about something? All those old row houses that are like five and six hundred years old, rotting and creeping and smelling and nasty. Even the goddamn spiders moved out. It was so mildewy. Yeah. They left a note. Something about Charlotte's Web. <coughs> Get out of here, okay? Crazy old fart. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. No, Tom Jicka was right part way. Now the business about where I do the show that he was totally wrong about. But this idea that I'm going to save the world by sitting here reading a bunch of crap here. I mean, you know, I got a few bedtime stories like the ones I read today. We'll do that every day. But take some of these great phone calls on here. That's what that's what it's all about. Instead of come sitting hours every day pouring over the computer and working and worrying about this website and the goddamn uh, internet is down. The hell with that. Who the hell needs that? Nobody gives a crap about anything here anyway. By the way, let me say it again because I won't get one other call on it. Bobby Luongo, your God, baby. Apologize to him for the assholes in those stands last night, giving him a Bronx cheer. Oh, man, you people, you ought to stay home. That place would be better off empty than the assholes that are in there. 13,000, my ass. I saw it on television. If there was like eight or 9,000 there last night, that was a lot. That was a lot. And, of course, I can't blame too many people for not going. Because who wants to sit in the midst of that? Crappy performance, crappy team, the youngsters in the organization, and not only that, the crappy fans. I, I, as long as I live, I'll never forget that one asshole last season. He's talking on his cell phone. The game is going on, keep in mind. He's standing up, and he's talking to his buddy up on, off to his left there in the uh, upper, uh, whatever the hell the guy is. And he's talking to him. He's got a beer in one hand, a cell phone in the other hand. And he's standing there, and stand, I finally said, sit down. And he turns around and says, why? I said, because I want to see the game. And all of a sudden he sat down. I mean, what a concept. He wasn't there to see the game. He was there to be a professional asshole, to talk with his buddy on the cell phone. Oh, I'm down here. <laughs> yeah, you know, even his Doberman won't talk to him, this guy. Come on, Warrell, hit somebody. Yeah, I should have hit him. Come on, Pete, there's a guy you can take out. 26 after 11 at 560 WQN. If you aren't getting a good night's sleep anymore, guess what? Probably because your bed sucks. Your mattress has had it. Well, if that's the case, you're probably feeling cranky every day, too, because of the fact you're not getting good sleep. Well, you want to get a great night's sleep every night, do what I do. Do what Miguel did, and that's called dial a mattress. Miguel did it because he got his mattress free. Oh, brother. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be guaranteed a great night's sleep. Dollar Mattress carries only top brands like Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, and every size, every comfort level, which means the mattress you're looking for, the exact one, is in stock, ready for immediate delivery. And like I said, the very, very frugal Miguel, 
Uh, he got himself a new bed, and he's loving it. He's screwing his brains out on it. That's what he said. He's sure not doing anything else around here, I'll tell you that. Nothing. The folks at Dollar Mattress did what they said they would. No BS, no excuses, no bait and swish. Just a comfortable, relaxing night's sleep for the lovely Miguel and his lovely fiancée, who I understand is pretty hot. When the crew from Dollar Mattress got to his house, they set up the old, uh, the new mattress, took away the old crappy one. Then they hid in the closet so they could watch, kind of like at Kathy Willett's house. And they said, man, you couldn't believe it. He said they were doing positions we haven't even heard of yet. Even the Kama Sutra would be shocked. And now through the end of the month, only three more days, you can get a Dollar Mattress delivery free. That's right. You can get your delivery on Dollar Mattress free in just two hours or any two-hour window you provide, depending on where you live, like noon to two, one to three, two to four, etc. Don't forget, only three days left through the end of the month, which today is the 29th. So sleep like a baby like Miguel and I are doing. And one of these days, it'll be very close. Call 1-800. What's wrong with that? 1-800-MATTRESS now. 1-800-MATTRESS for Dollar Mattress brand name beds for busy and horny people. Local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. We're Kraft Foods, part of the Philip Norris family, and we know what your kids want for dinner. More Kraft nicotine and cheese, please. <coughs> it's Kraft's own creamy, delicious processed cheese melted over pure, hugely addictive nicotine. Kids love it. Mm. <coughs> it's the nicotine. It's the cheese. <coughs> no, you're right. It's the nicotine. My kids can't get enough of class nicotine and cheese. Where is it, you old head? Where is it? Now, Billy, stop digging under those seat cushions. I've got more nicotine and cheese right here. Oh, great, Mom. Mmm, Claff Nicotine and Cheese. It's the nicotiniest. Claff Nicotine and Cheese, part of the Philip Norris family. We keep trying to distance ourselves from being an evil representative of tobacco-related death, but somehow it just isn't working. 1132 at 560 WQM. The cranks are at it again on our website today. It's good to see we're keeping them off the streets because they could be dangerous. And, of course, they always take the contrary vote. So I would imagine by 1 o'clock we'll have like 7,000 votes for don't take, don't F with my uh, Second Amendment rights, which is okay because once that happens, the old DQ, baby, we disqualify that category. You're out. You're out. 461 votes. Don't F with the Second Amendment and my guns, goddamn. 198, of which I'd say about 100 are phony. It's too late. Gun nuts run a country, 124. Ooh, changing again. Uh, too many gun-loving rednecks, 70. Only police should have guns, 34. No private citizen should have handguns, 25. Only police and hunters should have guns, 10. Now, here's a fact. See, some of you folks are a little bit politically confused because this guy, th this fact is all over the place. I mean, all Rocco, Rocco, I'm sure you're a good guy, but your fact is all over the place. He says, who said I have as many guns as I need but not as many as I want? Both Phil Graham and Democrats, Zell Miller at NRA conventions, when you get ass wipes like, first of all, Zell Miller from Georgia is not a Democrat. He is by name. He's a right-wing Dixiecrat asshole from JoJo. Okay, he's a cracker. A cracker. Mike Moore is not redeeming himself for supporting Nader in 2000, but I appreciate the fact he's not a partisan. He's a thinker. Well, Donnie, who did the same thing, he had two Nader lickers on there last night. Shame on them. But like I said, I don't agree with him on everything, but it was a brilliant show. It was a great show, and I admire the fact that this guy got together with a bunch of thinking people and a coerced Kmart and has quit uh, selling uh, goddamn bullets for use in killing people. If you want to sh sell shells for hunting, that's one thing, but to be sh uh, selling bullets like the kids at Columbine bought, which, like I said, it's the first time I ever heard that, that they bought the shells, that they, uh, the, the uh, bullets at Kmart, and they went bowling. I, I never heard that before. I'm a little bit slow. 
The NRA is the ultimate excuse maker, it says, for those guys who are always out there trying to shift the blame from the, from the NRA, seeking to make any gun okay for anyone, no matter how immature, stupid, or incompetent. Did you notice on Donahue last night when they showed Chucky e. Heston at the convention rallying the troops, he wasn't holding a Tech 9 or Saturday Night Special, guns that are expressly made for killing human beings. He's holding a Civil War rifle that fired maybe one shot every 30 seconds. <laughs> Attaboy, Rocco. Of course, he forgot where to get the other ones. Robert Blake's lawyer wants to quit. Gee, I started with this at 9 o'clock and uh, forget about it. Got hooked up with all this other crap. Monday, yesterday, Harlan Braun said he was asking the judge on the Robert Blake murder case to let him quit as the actor's defense attorney because the former Beretta and R gang star was going to do a TV interview against his advice. But authorities now say the jailhouse interview, which would have been taped this Friday with Diane Sawyer, will not be allowed. Thank the Lord. Thank good old... Oh, God. A televised interview of Robert Blake will not happen while he's in custody of the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, said Sheriff Lee Baca, several hours after the dispute between Braun and Blake was made pubic. Braun has represented Blake since his Blake's wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley, was shot to death. May see, and George ain't here today, so we don't have to hear about the bitch deserved it, okay? Monday before the Sheriff's Office nixed Blake. What, are you going to say the same thing? You got that smear? Yeah, you're going to say the same thing. The bitch deserved it. You're not fooling me. You spicks are all the same. Bunch of sexist bastards. Just use him and lose him and abuse him and shoot him. Monday before the sheriff's office nixed Blake's plan to tell his story on camera, Braun told reporters he had met with his client and expressed his opposition to the interview. He insists on doing an interview on camera with Diane Sora, Brown said. I think it's insane for a person charged with a crime to go on camera to answer questions about the case. No lawyer in the country would allow a defendant to do this. It's up to the judge presiding over the case to decide whether to let Braun resign. There you go. Poor Bobby Blake. And like I said, man, you talk about a white hair. Jeez. He's starting to look like, what's his name there on uh, PBS, on uh, CNN, on CNBC? What the hell's his name? You wouldn't know. Louis Rukeyser. He's got the powdered wig, you know, like George Washington and Mo uh, Howard David. WQAM. You wouldn't know. Louis QAM. He's got the powdered wig, you know, like George Washington and Yeah, turn it up a little bit louder. Let's see how loud we... QAM, hello. You wouldn't know. Okay, they're dicking. They're dicking. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. They're all crazy people, Neil. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah. A bunch of crazy people. Hey, listen, did we ever find out uh, that Russian gas what it was? Yeah, it was either with heroin or morphine. No, I think with the president's name of Putin, we can figure it out, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny, pretty humorous. See, see what I'm saying? Everything's a big joke. <laughs> Only 117 people died. It wasn't none of his kin, so it was okay. It was none of his kin. Big joke. Very funny, pal. See what I'm saying about Americans' attitude toward human life? Ah, you know, all dispensable. Who cares? It's a bunch of Ruskies anyway. Who gives a flying crap? Communista, communista. 5670560. Oh, See, searching for an intelligent comment in this town is like looking for a goddamn needle in your ass. In Josh Friedman's ass. The whole goddamn Army, the Navy, the Air Force couldn't find anything in Josh Friedman's ass. And quite frankly, who the hell would want to look? What a thought. WQAM. All liberal lies. Yeah. Over and over again. Okay, well, guess what? Don't listen then, okay? Everything on the show is a liberal lie, but don't listen to it. Liberal lies. Another gun nut. He's sitting out there squeezing it. WQAM. Uh, Neil, have you heard the story about the Breeders' Cup? Somebody hit all six tickets in the picture. No, and I couldn't care less. Call up one of the sports shows. We don't talk gambling on this show, okay, sir? We're not interested. By the way, you should have seen that third race at Pompano Park. We're not talking gambling, okay? We're talking important stuff, and you're a simpleton. I don't give a crap if they hit 19 out of out of 18 at the Breeders' Cup. And by the way, you notice we had another horse breakdown and had to be humanely destroyed? 
Every year at the Breeders' Cup, every year it seems like there's another uh, racehorse has to be destroyed. I just mentioned that in passing. I'm not saying we ought to outlaw horse racing because then we won't have anything to bet on, except stupid ball games. WQAM. Hey, Neil, how are you doing today? Okay. You know, I'm getting a little concerned about these people in South Florida, uh, with the, all the events that are going on with this sniper thing. Uh, there's no South Florida connection. We, uh... No, you're wrong. Uh, wrong. The two guys passed through Miami International. INS had a hold of them, and they let them slip through their fingers. And then the uh, uh, the kid, the, the Malvo kid, Malvo kid went to school in Fort Myers for 39 days. There's always a South Florida connection. All right, so we did keep up the tradition. Okay. Absolutely. All right, well, just checking. I wasn't trying. I must have fell asleep at the wheel. You can you can uh, sleep easy now, okay? All right, brother. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> right. We don't want to be left out. When in doubt, don't leave us out. That's our motto here in South Florida. If there's any crap that goes on in the world, we want to be included. We want to be at the forefront of it. Whether it's the goddamn terrorists, the lunatics, the goddamn uh, maniac hijackers, they're hanging out down here. They're going to strip clubs. They're doing their thing. They're buying a goddamn Inquirer up there in Lantana. <laughs> Five, 518 votes. I love it. It's getting dis It's already disqualified. How do you like that? We already DQ'd that first category. Very sorry about that, but it's like when you're in a horse race, you cut across the infield. Sorry, it's the old DQ. When the jockey throws out the weights at the starting gate. The old DQ. 21 till noon at 560 WQM. We got the mad dog, the angry puppy, the hysterical hound. 1 o'clock, Jim Mandich. He'll be doing the show at Shula's today. You know, those shows at Shula's don't really sound very good. I do the show in Toronto and Amsterdam, and everybody says it sounds like I'm right here. And some of the days at Shula's, it sounds like uh, they're in a barrel. You know? Not good. But anyway, I just mentioned I don't want to get our friends at Chula's upset. God forbid. Hank Goldberg, 3 to 7, with Rob Conrad, 5 to 6. I'll be tuning that out at 5 and then back at 6. And then Orlando, uh, oh! the big O at 7 o'clock because we have, I guess Joe must be busy. Joe Z. Orlando El Zagiri, the only person we could put on the air even more terminal than Joe Zagaki. I mean, although he sounds at least, you know, a little animated, but God, he hasn't got a clue what he's talking about. Eddie Kay from GA, he'll be on with a gambling show at 10 o'clock and Joe and Mark overnight. A clean slate, because there's no more baseball, because the World Series be over. We got no hockey game tonight. Panthers at Dallas tomorrow. Any interest in that? No. No. Before I leave here at 1 o'clock, I'm going to get a Panther call, okay? One. Just one. This has been going on for 10 years since we had... The only year when I had a whole bunch of calls was that big year when we went to the finals. That was the year. Hey, I love the Panther. Yeah, front-running, phony effers, man. Who are you people kidding? Phony. Phony baloney. We love the winners, whoever they are. Yeah. And tomorrow night, it's the Dallas Star they're playing against. How do you like that? Here's the star, Tom Lehman. Just ask him. He'll tell you. I'm a star. He said, Hal at Pontiac GMC. He says, this year at Halloween, no tricks, just treats. Announcing the great 0% financing on a Halloween event right now at Hallett. You got that? That's right. With approved credit from Hallett Pontiac, get 0%, uh, zero down payment. Let me slow down a little bit because this is very, very important. Get zero down payment and 0% financing up to 60 months on all 2002 Pontiac and GMC models and select 2003s. Or take a rebate of up to 4500 bucks. How do you like that? They jacked the rebate up all the way to 4500 bucks. Here's even more treats. Not tricks. Zero payments for 90 days. As always at Hallett, zero hassles. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year and the all-new Pontiac Vive SUV. That's uh, pretty damn good. Hallett's also got a stupendous, a unbeatable selection of dependable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. And credit problems are never a problem when you do your car shopping at Hallett because they'll cut you a deal no matter what kind of a schmuck you might be. It's the great 0% Halloween event going on right now at Hallett Pontiac in that familiar location where they've been doing it right for 35 years. 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's US 1 right across from the falls. Open every day, seven days a week. 
week. For more info, call 305-238-4040. 305-238-4040 for Hallett Pontiac GMC, who still say whether you like it or not, we are professional grade. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. You fudge packing? Next week. On the Sopranos. Carmella, I'm not going to sign the financial papers. Tony, you got to sign the papers. I'm not going to sign the financial papers. My cousin said you got to sign the papers. I don't care what your cousin said. I'm not going to sign the papers. The Sopranos. Look at the air pressure of my tires. What? My tires soft. Who let some air out of my tire? They're just a little low, that's all. The Sopranos. Who with the last cannoli? I had my mouth set on that cannoli. AJ, you fat little... Did you eat the last cannoli? That was hungry. Oh, jeez, I wanted that cannoli. Yeah, I had it. I wanted it. The Sopranos. Christopher, let me talk to you. Yeah, talk. Do these cargo pants make my butt look big? What, what, Tony? My butt. Do they look big in these cargo pants? Uh, are we going to whack somebody? We don't do that anymore on this show. It's all about financial papers and cannolis and air pressure and the tires. The Sopranos. Should have been me in that car. <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> Bobby, can I fix you some chicken marsala? How about some scungili? That's okay. No, how about pasta and beans? <laughs> right, Janice. You should have been beating that car. I loved her. <laughs> Come on, Karen. <laughs> the Sopranos. David Chase has done it again. Who could believe he could take a fast-paced, groundbreaking series and make it look like Blossom? What? Remember the girl with the big horn and the kid who said, Whoa. Uh, Meadow, have you seen my underpants? Wow. My underpants. Where's my underpants? 11.46 at 5.60 WQM. Carlos is on the phone with his uh, bookie today. It's incredible. You've been on that phone for like uh, almost three solid hours. What is that? Uh, he's been on the phone with the Beasleys. What is it, that? For for the Enrique tickets that they, everybody's gonna have to come and pick them up. We're not we're not gonna be able to mail them out. Who said we were gonna mail them out? Well, I thought I thought we were that that we could mail them out. So didn't I, I say on the air yesterday they're all gonna have to come and pick them up? Yes, I did. That, that's okay. I understand. And you know what? They're freebies anyway. So if they get them, fine. If not, <laughs> to them. Okay. Thanks for ruining my show yesterday, Woody. Although it was okay. We heard from a lot of uh, living and breathing people. At least they sounded like probably the same three people. This is a great fax I just received from Jeff. Great going, Jeff. You got your thumb right on it, baby. He says, Dear Neil, yesterday around noon I left a lively city of Las Vegas where people are all happy and joyous. As always, twice a year anyway, my wife and I had a great time with the eating, gambling, and basic R&R. We were married at the Bellagio two years ago. Our reason for getting married there was a part partially we wanted to be in a happy place where we knew people would A, be safe, and B, have a great time as they did. Bottom line, Vegas is a place where people can enjoy a relatively safe, enjoyable place. There is always a reason for going, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Even if the only reason is to lose your ass. You're right, Jeff. You walk the streets on the Strip, and like I've told you before, do you think those people in Vegas who run those multi-billion dollar casinos, you think they're going to put up... And, you know, once in a great while, they got like some, you know... But do you think they're going to put up with uh, that kind of crime rate over there with crazy people with guns? The answer is absolutely not. And speaking of scumbags, wait till you hear the second paragraph in Jeff's uh, facts, which really, this is where it's at, okay? So it was Michael Moore on Donahue last night, and now a fax from a living and breathing guy today, which makes me feel like maybe I'm not totally crazy. He says, all this leads up to coming home to Miami last night. As we entered the plane, the line moved slower than usual. We traveled coach but direct. We soon find out why. 
O.J. was writing autographs in coach. Oh, man. Where I might add he would travel with an enormous bodyguard. My wife and I and our airline neighbor were in shock at how many people wanted his autograph. Oh, man. Just thought I would share my enjoyable airline experience. Americans love a scumbag, as you say. There you go, right there. Here's a murdering scumbag, no good, lousy son of a bitch who's in trouble with the law every five minutes since he's been down here again. Just like that infamous golf tournament, that disgrace that happened on this show for almost five years ago, whatever the hell it was. The disgrace. And some of the people that were, like, moaning and groaning that he was there, they were going, can I have your autograph, O.J.? Can I have your autograph? Oh, man. Oh, my God. You know what? It's no different from the people who want to collect the art from John Wayne Gacy and all these other mass murderers. Oh, we're going to collect the art because it's going to be worth a lot of money. Great. Or write the love letters to these scumbags like that broad that married Eric Menendez while he was in jail? Right. Lovely. And how about Ted Bundy? You know, they had the thing on MSNBC over the weekend, which you've seen those things a million times, but it was the Bundy story again, which I've seen at least two million times. But they, I had forgotten that, that actually he, of course, had these all these proposals from these desperate women who couldn't get laid in a pickle patch, and uh, he married one of them. She was on a witness stand. Of course, he was his own attorney. And he, one of the questions, the last question he asked, uh, would you be my bride? Would you marry me? Uh, she says, yes. And he said, I uh, will marry you. And now we're married. You know? And so they said that even though conjugal visits weren't allowed in jail, somehow the two of them managed to conceive a baby. How did they do that? Maybe it was like on passions. Maybe it was magic. Maybe Tabitha waved her magic wand. Because evidently Ted didn't put his magic wand. If they were not allowed conjugal visits, how, how did that happen? Squirt, squirt. Huh? Yeah. Man, that is really strange. So anyway, Ted Bundy fathered a child in jail. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? The bigger the scumbag, the more they love them. Mm. Let's start in some, writing some love letters to these two scumbags in jail now, the two snipers, huh? Just before we, before we fry their ass. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I loved Michael Moore last night there on uh, uh, Donahue. He's a great guy, but... This whole business of uh, not being for capital punishment. When you live in a barbaric, wild-ass, crazy society where you got all these lunatics running around, especially with guns, you got to, like, a mean business. you got to mean business. And all this arguing and all these damn stupid shows about, wow, who's going to get to triumph first? What difference does it make? Now they find that they also, well, they're more implicated in the shooting in the Tacoma. Montgomery, Alabama, Tacoma, they were shooting people all over the country. Now they say, oh, guess what? They did this or this one over here. So let's, let's, uh, convict them about 20 times and then we'll fry them 20 times. How's that? You know how they have those double fried, uh, french fries? Yeah. We'll send them to Amsterdam. We'll let them fry them. That's right. They don't fry them over there. Like I said, let, leave them here. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You know, uh, did you see the Michael Moore interview with Tim Russett last week? No. He, he was really good. I missed the interview last night on Donahue. It was great. But did he go into his uh, uh, talking about the Democratic Party and what a shell of its former self it is now? Yes. Yes, he did. And, mean, he, and, he, and he ripped Clinton an ass for that welfare business, for eliminating welfare, yes. He, I mean, the guy is like 90% just so right on. It's yeah, incredible. That's right. He basically, he's basically coming from the same place I am, and that is that both parties suck. It's just the question of one is a lot more dangerous than the other one. And he talked about how our security at our airports is just a facade. Like I said, dog and pony show. Exactly. Okay. Have a great day, Bob. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, well, my finger slipped on the thing there, plus he was out of time. Here's a fax that says that George is disgusting guy. What is that? 
I don't get it. Your site is weak, but I'm very sympathetic. Our, we- our website is not weak. It's not weak. I mean, it could use a little help. And Eric, you know, there used to be some news on there, but again, then of course he would never update it. So now, like when I come back from my summer vacation, or we're going to be doing something special, it never shows up on there because he's be- he's busy eating Jimmy Dean link sausages. Okay, he's busy stuffing his fat puss. But anyway, this guy says your site is weak. I'm sympathetic to Eric's problem. I worked on websites for two years until the bottom fell out. Hits ain't Schmidt. Everyone wants money now. Sites cost a lot of money. Clicks and hits are nice, but they don't ring the cash register. I'm doing TV again, but can can help with the updates. Uh, we got Carlos here, okay? We appreciate it very much, George's disgusting guy. But we got Carlos here as a computer wizard. Just ask him. He'll tell you all about AdAware. I think he's got stock in it. It says, I can help with updates to the site. That's the best thing about the website. can be updated from anywhere. I think it's important. The ceiling tiles refers to the guy who wanted to fix... His kid's school, they spent 100000 to build fake classrooms for the Bush commercials instead of... Oh, oh, I see, yeah. The guy that called earlier, who had the bad connection. I could barely understand what he was saying. I can't say my name. I'm poor and can't afford the bad press. <laughs> but George is a disgusting guy. Well, thank you for the offer, sir, but Carlos has got his thumb right on it, okay? He's calling all those people that won the Enrique tickets and saying, Hey, uh, go ahead and go, okay? Have a good time. Like that. Just like that. And don't be ever calling us here again. So were you able to get a hold of some of them? Yeah, one or two. One or two? No, I'm just kidding. I got them all. You got them all? And are they going? Are these like real people, or is this another scam? Are they going to be scalping the tickets? They sound like real people that are going. Good. That's our crowd, baby. We got some real people out there who want to go there and just squeeze Enrique. They want to see if it really is as firm and smooth and uh, lovely as it looks in those videos, and his uh, stomach, too. He said he's got the smallest penis of any man on the face of the earth. Can you believe that? That's what Enrique told me. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, just because certain people don't know where to vote or how to vote doesn't mean they're disenfranchised. What does that mean? You know what it means. Oh, so in other words, when people go to the polls and they're turned away by the uh, Florida, get out of here, you idiot. Here's a guy that's saying that uh, another, another rationalizer, okay? The election was rigged. Everybody knows that. They don't want the dark folks voting because they know most, almost all of them vote Democrat. So don't be giving me this, uh, the Schwarzers are dumb. We already know that, okay? That's beside the point. That's because people like you are keeping them under your thumb. And don't give a crap about education, just like your governor. They put on a good dog and pony show. F-cat my ass, okay, Governor Bush? F-cat my ass. You're all the same, baby. You just no, Nobody can reason with you. Nobody just to confuse you with the facts. It's all liberal propaganda. That all that baby crap again, the liberals, the conservatives, all a bunch of crap. Now, you're, you're never going to get anywhere as long as you live in that kind of a uh, mentality with the blinders on, just like the religious nuts. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Go Marlins, baby! David Sampson, shame on you, okay? Call an important show like this. WQAM. And you hear there was like a baby crying in the back. Isn't that sad? He's reproducing. QAM, hello. Neil, it's a pleasure having you back doing this type of show. Yes, it is. You betcha, man. I feel like a million bucks. I just want to say you're absolutely right. When Neil Bush is going to collect money on software for those F-cats, and when people are worried about who's doing what chicken in what hotel room, this is what's going on in this country, and it's Mm -hmm. really sad if you think about this. Amen. But anyway, I'm glad you're doing the format again, Neil. Please, stay with him. Stop doing the newsy act all day. You got to call me Friday with the newsy thing? That was me. Uh, thank you very much. All right, brother. I'm not saying you're a great caller, but thank you. <laughs> See that? He got uh, stopped on that one. No, it, seriously, he uh, made a good point. How come so newsy? And at the time, George looked at me like, uh, you know, George, he's a little hard-ass anyway. No, he is. He he just overreacts to the callers. It's a radio show, you know. 
And then if somebody rips him, either on or off the air, he takes it very personal. After all these years, I've been trying to tell him, they're just a bunch of schmucks. What are you, what are you worried about? They're just having a good time. And he takes it very personal. Oh, they're, now they're calling me a, a little uh, hateful spick. Yeah, and what's wrong with that? I guess the truth hurts, don't it, George? Hateful little spick. Pally, I'm sorry. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, George never saw a Palestinian he didn't love. Okay, I mean they're all crazy over there. I try to be fair about it. I, I try to tell it like it is. They're nuts on both sides. But this guy's just obsessed with his freaking the poor Palestinians. How about letting him move into your house, George? Huh? How about adopting a few Palestinians? Use crazy spick. Now, see, don't pick on him while he's not here. Why not? He'll be there Thursday night at Treasure Island, hoping for a little head for a little something. It's gonna happen. No. No chance. No way, man. He reminds me of those kids. What was that movie, My Tutor? Clark Brandon and that other goofy kid, they kept driving around from one house to another, from one whorehouse to another. Couldn't get laid in goddamn Amsterdam, those guys. Just like George. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Uh, it beat at 12 to 1 hour on WQAM. <laughs> Hey, how you doing over there? I'm Carmine Patuli, owner of one of your local olive gardens down the road here. Come on in and get your fresh baked breadsticks, your hot zesty pasta, or sample our tangy chicken dishes. The Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. Hi, Temple for two. Hey, where the hell you been? Ha, 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 chop, chop. Let's get the garbage out here and clean up these tables for me. What are, what are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? Let's go. Move, 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 move. Yeah, table for two, please. No, take the garbage out first, then wash your hands, come back. I got some jobs for you. I'm here to eat. Can hey, I? Excuse me. Can you lend me a 20? What? Give me the keys to the car. Give I'll your have... Uncle Sal $20 and the keys to your car. I'll have it back by 8 o'clock. I don't know who that is. Hey, when you're here, you're family. I'm out of here. Get the what can I do for you there, honey? Please tell me where the bathrooms are. Your can is looking kind of big in that dress. Excuse me, I'm a paying customer. No offense there, honey, but that dress don't do you justice. Your can looks very big. What? That's enough. Come on, kids, we're going to hula hands. Have you called mom? You're out of your mind. Hey! When you're here, you're family! Call her! Hi, uh, table for four? Oh, you're kind of dorky there, huh? My kids are here. Kids, watch out. What are kids? you doing? Whose kids are those? Come Whose on. kids are those? They're your kids. We know about you there, Fredo. Those yeah. are my two kids. Hey, go upstairs, Sparky, and finish your homework, okay? My homework? I'm 42 years old. I've got two kids hey, and a wife. Hey, hey. Enough with the back talk with your Uncle Sal over here. What are you guys talking about? Hey, when you're here, you're family. Olive Garden. Like it or not, when you're there, you're family. <laughs> 1201, and we don't like it. 1201 at 560 WQM. 637 votes, and some of them are even real, but not too many. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? Don't F with the Second Amendment in my guns, goddammit. That's been disqualified already because it's got 324 votes, 50.8%, of which I'd say 200 are phony votes. But in a feeding frenzy, what does that tell you? Yeah, crazy people with guns. It's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 143. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 85. Only police should have guns, 36. No private citizen should have handguns, 35. And only police and hunters should have guns, 11. This is the most depressing piece of news. Somebody just faxed to me. Although part of it is good. Larry King me $50. loses in cable ratings. In another milestone for the ascendant Fox News Channel, which shows how many right-wingers there are in this country, the political talk show Hannity and Combs has eclipsed CNN's Larry King live in ratings for the first time. Oh! 
the program with conservative commentator Sean Hannity and his more liberal foil, Alan Combs, which is a horrible show, by the way, has averaged 1.65 million viewers in October to King's 1.58 million, according to Nielsen Media Research. But if Larry can just have one more of those panels on there, those panels with the same half-dozen old trolls, including that bitch Nancy Grace from Court TV, I'm going to tell you, I'd like, I would like to just, I mean, I don't want to say anything really grotesque, but I would. With a baseball bat, I'd like to break both her legs. Nancy Grace, man, she makes me vomit. She's nauseating. Our panel, we got our panel tonight. And, of course, it, it, it's the interchangeable panel. It doesn't make any difference what the topic is, whether it's O.J., whether it's the sniper case, whether it's the terrorist attacks, whether it's, uh, you know, is uh, insomnia a bad epidemic. Uh, no matter what it is, we got the panel of experts. No wonder they're not watching, Larry. Plus, you look about 100 years old. Only $50. Fox surpassed CNN in full-day ratings for the first time earlier this year, can now boast that it's the top-rated cable news network throughout prime time. Well, whoop-de-doo, and it still blows. Hannity and Combs benefits for being on directly after the O'Reilly fact. I think it's all that pancake makeup that impressed America. That must be what uh, do it, all them orange people. Hannity and Combs benefits from being directly on after the O'Reilly factor, which had a bigger audience this month than rivals Connie Chink and Phil Donahue combined. Well, that's no surprise. At 8 p.m., Bill O'Reilly's show averaged 2.65 million viewers. Chink's crime-oriented news show on CNN had 1.13 million. And poor old Phil on MSNBC, his talk show had 527,000 viewers. And I'm sitting here asking, did anybody see Phil last night with Michael Moore? Oh, my God. 527,000 viewers. That's pathetic. And he finally, when we least expected, he does a good show last night. The 10 p.m. hour is another battlefield for Fox and CNN. Fox is Greta von Susteren, perhaps the ugliest woman on the face of the earth, who jumped from CNN earlier this year, averaged 1.32 million viewers, and Aaron Brown with the paciest uh, wig. He makes Moe's piece look good. With that red muskrat that died on his head, the whiny woman. He's kind of like the Jew Lieberman of uh, newscasting. Whiny, wimpy, Aaron, Aaron Brown had 1.18 million on Newsnight. So even Greta beat him, that nasty-looking bitch. Oh, I think the Mad Dog needs to go see a good uh, eye doctor. First he was into Greta making a big... Now now he's into that bitch that went over to a CBS. The one that used to be on CNN that I hate, hate like poison. What the hell's her name? Oh, Christiana Amanpour. I heard him last week when I... Oh, yeah, I saw Christiana. Boy, she's a fox. Maybe she belongs on Fox, but she ain't no fox. She's a disgusting, nasty bitch who I think wants to get it on with the Pope. You hear what she said to Mike Wallace Sunday night? If there's a but, I smell it. CNN spokeswoman Krista Robinson said Tuesday that her network remains solidly behind King, whose show, like most cable news programs in a busy news month, showed growth from September. It continues to be unrivaled in its newsmaking interviews, Robinson said. Larry King Live continues to be invaluable to CNN. No wonder AL stock is in a, yeah, going to crap. Although remaining behind Fox overall, CNN had one bragging point recently. It beat Fox in the ratings on Thursday when the capture of the Washington area snipers elevated news network viewership. Fox News Channel representatives did not immediately return calls for comment. They're just they're just happy that anybody's watching. Like, gee, this is really going over? This crap? Got a lot of calls here, boy. We got uh, not too many, actually. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Line. So we got to keep these phones slamming, baby. That's the only way this is going to fly. We have to go back to that business. Neil begs for calls. Boy, you're going to see me turn like on a dime. We're not going to go back to goddamn reading uh, uh, all this bedtime stories. We'll just start playing jingles or something all day. This idea with all this important stuff and unimportant stuff and ball game. And where's my panther call, by the way? Where's a panther call, goddammit? What's wrong with you people? Are you totally like retarded or something? Maybe you're depressed because old number eight wasn't out there kicking the crap out of a few guys while you were getting embarrassed six to one. While you were leaving your goalie there to get shelled. WQAM. 
What's up, Neil? Don't beg for calls. Yeah. How about them California Angels winning the World Series, baby? Great. Loved it. Get out of here, you idiot. That's the guy with the eyes. WQAM. It is. QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Uh, just checking in with you. Just thought you'd like to know that the uh, great one is heading to Council Muhammad and his stepson. Reverend Jones will be there to counsel. He's taking Jesse with him. Uh-huh. They're going to have a big powwow at the jail. Sir, what are, what are you talking about? Reverend Jones is going to counsel. Yeah, good. Okay, he needs counseling, okay? That's what Dick Feinberg told me at Pompano Park. Goofball with a silly baseball cap, Reverend Jones. Well, we got him back. That's good. Five, see, it only took two days. We got all of the losers back. Oh, yeah, well, they're checking. Every day we check just to make sure you're not going back to the old stuff. Well, here we go. All those great phone calls that you know and love. Because God forbid we should do like a show for like people with an IQ larger than their goddamn little toe. We don't want to be doing that. God forbid. This is pretty interesting to me anyway, probably not to you. Amsterdam. Two British companies said yesterday they would join forces to become a world leader in the technology of glowing plastics, which by 2005 should yield the first roll-up computer screens and TVs. You seen about this? Yeah, I saw something about that. Cambridge Display Technology announced the acquisition of the Oxford-based research activities of rival Opsis, giving it control of another major method to create organic light-emitting diodes, OLED, O-L-E-D. Financial details were not disclosed. The two unlisted companies sell their know-how to major electronic manufacturers such as Seiko, Epson, Philips, DuPont, and Siemens-owned Osram, some of whom have just opened factories for the first generation of monochrome OLED displays used in cell phones and razors. As the technology matures, it will be used for full-color screens. Hopes for the technology are high because polymers that emit light don't require a backlight used for the current generation of flat-screen liquid crystal displays. It makes them energy efficient and much thinner, so thin they can be folded. You can take your TV, fold it up, and stick it, uh... Stick it up with, yeah! Yeah, you can do like a little one of those, what do they call those uh, damn things? You know, where they check, the, where they look inside. What the hell do they call those? MRI? Not an sonogram? MRI, huh? Sonogram? Son like a sonogram, like, right. That's not what I'm looking for, but something like that. You can, you know, check out your hemorrhoids and your prostate and the whole, everything else that's going on in there. And who else has uh, been in there? Nine minutes past noon at 560 WQAM. If there's a but, I smell it. You know, there's never been a better time to purchase a home or refinance your existing home. How about a rate of only 3.95%? Ultrasound, that's what I was looking for, okay? Ultrasound. Same thing, sonogram, ultrasound. I just want to be politically incorrect, okay? Make sure we use the right word on there. Ultrasound. Like I said, there's never been a better time to get you a home. That's right. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95% rate if you just pick up that phone. There we go with that again. You know how you know how to make a phone call, okay? Hey, Todd, I know you're stupid, but the audience, even our audience, is smart enough. They don't need. Uh, they know that if they're going to make a call, they don't have to pick up the phone. Maybe they just want to like uh, speed dial it, okay, without picking up the phone. Putz. Call Financial Group toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. And where's my uh, champion light from Petey Lenny that talks a big game but don't come through? Probably Miguel's going to have to schlep it up here, and he ain't coming near me. <laughs> to him. 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is unbelievable. Think about it. You can get yourself a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or a $200,000 loan for only 950 bucks a month. The process is simple. You're going to save yourself a crap load of cash every year. So pick up the phone and call our good friends at Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND. In fact, just out of spite to Todd Reck, put the phone on the floor and dial it with your toes, like one of those Phil Henry bits. Are you sure? Yeah. There's never been a better time to get you a low-interest rate. Call Financial Group. You'll be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to change, so call them now toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. And after you're through with a phone, put it back down on the floor. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM.
stop the show at this point right now. It's 12.13, and we have to stop the show because Freaky Carlos from out front buzzes uh, our Carlos in here and tells him Johnny Dark is out in the lobby. You know, Johnny's working at Kiss down the hall, down the street now. Is uh, anybody in this audience want to hear Johnny Dark? No. Are we going to feed him? I'm, I'm going to Mommy's for lunch, so we're going to feed him? No. No. Why do we want... Yesterday, it wasn't bad enough Woody Graber came in here. We had that giveaway, which is always a killer on this show. At least we got a lot of calls, but it killed the show. See, this is another problem, my being back here now. All these people want to come in here and schmooze. I don't want to schmooze with anybody. I'm doing a radio show. Have a nice day, Johnny. Okay? Don't go away mad. Just go away. Johnny Dark's an asshole. Welcome back to the glittering pageantry of the Mohawk and David Show. We have a full docket today. Including the cavalcade of articulate athlete interviews. You know that pipe smoke is still at it. What? 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 Singing those songs. Making fun of me. They make fun of me all the time. I don't know why they don't adore me. Yeah, dear, everything will be all right, Mo. Get your hands off me, you fairy. You queer? You tube chomper? Real men don't touch, only during the game. Yes, master. They want singing? I'll give them singing. Get on a piano. Over there. Okay, Mo. Now, hit it. Back in my day, men were straight. Being gay is hip today. That's why I can't tolerate his guzzling gays. Sport holes weren't gay back What's the matter, Mo? My wig fell off again. Okay. All right, where were we? Sport holes were in game. Uh, I'll take it from here. The guys that like to worship men. Good thing we won't see Poland nor Wayland and Madam again. Didn't need to soothe prostates. Or to tickle Harry Taint. Jesus Christ, I really hate Jizz Guzzling Gang. Hey, Johnny Dark, have a great life, Johnny. Johnny Dark! But get out of here. I, I just don't understand that. When you told me that, I was just flabbergasted. Johnny Dark's at the front uh, desk. Oh, yeah, and? And? I'm doing a radio show here, okay? I'm not here to schmooze and lose and eat and uh, treat and greet. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Not that I wouldn't like seeing Johnny again someday. Like maybe I don't know two thousand and five would be good. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. It's Moishi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Moishi Pupik. Moishi, Moishi, remember? No. Music club Moishi. Who? <laughs> I grew up. I finally realized what a liberal faggot you are. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm a conservative pick. Yeah, good. Okay, congratulations. You hear him twisting it? Twisting and yanking and pulling it? 5670560, oh, like a chicken to pull it. Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Moishi, uh-huh. WQIM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Panther question here. Panther call? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's more uh, disturbing to you, the, the Panther defense or Howard David's wig? Yeah, see, there's a good Panther question for you. See, this is what they got. They can't discuss it because they know nothing about it. 
They know nothing about it. How can this town have a freaking hockey team? We got a morning guy that won't talk about it, which is probably a good move on his part, one of the few he's made. They know nothing about it. They don't care about it. And yet the paper says 13,000 and some odd. Yeah, odd is the word. People were there. There were no 13,000 people there. It's a travesty. It's a joke. What's happening to everything in this country, just expansion and expansion, water it down. Just like they're having this big argument about, well, who is the better uh, running back, Jim, the greatest of all time, Jim Brown? or You know, and now all of a sudden they're running out of material, I guess. So the big thing about the greatest uh, baseball play of all time, which they don't even put Don Larson's perfect game on the list. I mean, who are you talking to? A bunch of punks that weren't even alive back then. And then I hear these people calling Mo this morning who they wouldn't know Jim Brown from uh, James Brown. They haven't got a clue. They never saw him play one down. And then most as well. Who was tackling him? A bunch of fat white guys. Yeah, and, and how was the league? Huh? How many teams were in the league? Did they have like 800 teams in the league like they got now? No. All this watered-down crap with 8 million uh, crappy little girls' teams? No. That's what the NFL is today. Of course, he don't want to admit it because that's his bread and butter. But that's what it is today. Mediocrity. Rampant mediocrity. They wanted parity. They got parity, which equals mediocrity. But we got a freaking hockey team here, and God only knows why. What was wrong with the original six? Uh, what was wrong with that? So maybe we have a dozen, okay, that would double the original size of the NHL, a dozen. Get all the other franchises, clear them out. Then you'd have some real quality, baby. Can you imagine the phenomenal teams you'd have if you only had a dozen teams? Ho, oh, ho. Instead of all of this crud and this crap. There was our hockey call. Which is more disturbing, the Panther defense or Moe's hairpiece? Ha, ha, ha. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I thought I was uh, going to be embarrassed being a Capitals fan. Hey, I watched the game, and to me, uh, Luongo stood off of his head, and I can't believe they did that to him. You know, I agree with you. If it wasn't for him, it's not a debatable point. Game. It's not a debatable point, but just the fact that these people don't understand what's going on, and when some people puts on a great performance for them and keeps their team in the game, and then they abandon him in the last five minutes of the game, they're too stupid to understand that. They don't get it. I know. He, uh, to me, he's a wonderful goalie. You know, if he was with a real team, uh, he, he could probably take him all the way to the cup. With, with a real team, right, which he's not. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, I did go to one of the games this year, and it's gotten even worse. Uh, people are uh, people just uh, sitting on their hands, or they're yapping on their cell phone until they shoot the free stuff up into the into the crowd. Yeah. I'm never going back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'll see you. Yeah, when the Leafs play here, I'll go to that. I won't be here for the one in December, but later on in the season they play here again. I'll go see that, and that'll be it. I might go to one or two others just for a kicks, but there are no kicks because it's not fun. Not just because it's a crappy team. It's just not a fun environment. It's not a fun atmosphere. It's a bunch of, like he says, deadheads. Deadheads and know-nothings. There's a handful of people that, you know, are real fans and understand the game, but they're so outnumbered by the other uh, cell phone munchers that forget about it. Who now wants to go and be part of that environment? Not to mention, of course, all the lies that were told. See, this town doesn't appreciate a great performance. It's like Dan Marino. They ripped him and asked every chance they could get. Oh, Danny, this and that. And then, of course, once he retired, well, and just like now, after Fiedler got, well, do you think well, Danny's got something left in the tank? Does he have anything left in the tank? They don't appreciate it. And then, like Pavel Bury, probably one of the four or five most uh, sensational players in the game. Oh, well, you know, Trevor Kidd said he was divisive. Trevor Kidd couldn't stop a goddamn watermelon, okay, with your hands. Troublemaking, big mouth, Trevor freaking kid. And so right away they're making excuses about why they dumped off Pavel Bury and about, well, he did this, he didn't do that, he was lazy. And in the meantime, he goes and he's kicking ass even though the Rangers suck, but nevertheless, he's kicking ass personally. 
And what do we got now? Did they spend that money on free agents? No. Did they improve the team? No. Did they do anything they said they were going to do? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the public sits back here. That's why, uh, well, what's the point? It's la-la land. La-la land. These are people just waiting to get taken and fleeced down here just so they can bitch about it. Like I said before, these people down here would rather see their sports teams lose because then it gives them something to bitch about. There were more people calling here after that goddamn Buffalo game and after the Kansas City Dolphin game than there were after they uh, knocked off Denver that incredible game. They'd rather lose because then they got something to criticize, something to bitch about, something to belly. Am I getting the message across or what? No. That's okay. I'll keep getting paid regardless. WQAM. Yeah, okay, blah, 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 blah. Thanks for listening. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. God, how are you, honey? Okay. All right. Uh, a couple of things. I get on the rag when you're out of town, so I'll tell you, you're the greatest. One comment, quick. A note to all you Republican bastards. You, you're giving us mm. war now. You gave us a lapse in security, which meant 9-11, and you're giving us a depression. Okay, great. Brilliant call. 5670560, oh, pound 560. On the AT, I think the guy before him was better. The blah 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 guy, I think, was better. WQAM. Hi, Neil. I yes, just sir. want to throw in my two cents about. Go right this ahead. Throw it case. in there, sir. About what? About this stupid sniper case. I'm watching TV and they're talking about cutting a deal for that that young punk to testify against the other guy. It's like what? They couldn't get a conviction otherwise. The only deal that should be cut for him is like right at the neck. That's where they should start cutting. I mean, after each shooting, they had. 50 billion police guys walking an inch away from each other, yeah. picking up every little piece of scrap of everything, but they don't have enough evidence to convict this guy. They need they need his accomplice to testify mm -hmm. against them. Likely story. If they don't fry both of them, man, we're going to have uh, going to be really pissed off. I heard that, and I agree totally with what you said about the I might Marino. take another dump in my pants. I'm going to be so pissed off if they don't <laughs> uh, execute these guys. I'm serious. Thanks, Neil. Have a great day. Yeah, they ought to cut him a deal. Like I said, cut him right under the left cheekbone there and right across to the right one. That's what they ought to cut him. This business, and that's another thing with these goddamn lawyers. They can't prosecute anybody in this country. First of all, they usually can't catch him, and then when they finally do. And I'll say it again, the only reason they caught him is because they basically turned themselves in. Oh, check Mobile, Alabama. Check, uh, yeah. And it turned out, and of course, at the time, in Alabama, they never bothered checking that thumbprint. They had one thumbprint, which was from the kid, by the way. They had the one thumbprint. They never bothered checking it. Ah, which they already had on file. It was in the FBI records. It was in the national, whatever the hell they called it. It was in there. Oh, we don't want to catch them before they, you know, we turn them loose and let them go around the country and blow a few more people away. Because look at look at how bad it would have been for ratings on those TV on those talking at TV networks, man. This was a bonanza for ratings. Even Lauren Green's uh, embarrassed. He's eating halpo with both hands. WQAM. QAM. Crazy. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, good to see hear from you. Good to see you. These people are going to miss you, man, when you're gone. I've been listening to you since I was about 19, so that's like 20 years now. And these losers keep getting on. They're, they're an ass. Well, I'm sorry. They're butthole. Absolutely. And I, like, and I like when you read the news. Okay. All right, Neil. Okay, bye. thanks for the suck job. Thank you. Not too many suck jobs, okay? It's boring. I want to talk to people that got something to say, which means we're not going to get very many calls because over the years, most of you have nothing to say, which is another reflection on what this town's all about. People with nothing to say, no matter how traumatic, how grotesque, how exciting, how anything is, they got nothing to say. Did I get my hockey call or not? No, I didn't. No, I just had that one guy who thought he was being a comedian. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Very, very. No, I do get the guy, the Capitals guy. Yeah, see, you're not paying any attention, okay? You're another anti-hockey guy. You're not fooling me. Another anti-hockey guy. And you show me a bunch of people that are anti-hockey, and I'll show you some real schmucks, okay? Real sad. People that are into crap like auto racing. Oh, around and around. Yeah, something really exciting. Chiropractors like it. 26 past noon, we got the Mad Dog coming up at Shula's at 1 o'clock, and then we get into the important stuff. Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, the important stuff on this radio station. 16 hours a day of talking to mental midgets out there who are saying, by the way, aren't we blessed to live in this town? Aren't we? Oh, that's right, I forgot the Dolphins lost the Buffalo game. We used to be blessed to live in this town. And the Hurricanes only won by 17 points against West Virginia, and their defense looked like a sieve. So we're not so blessed as we used to be, you know it? God damn it. What the hell happened? We used to be blessed in this town. I think the Lord has taken a turn for the worse on it. No, seriously, we're in trouble. That that call, that was the the call for the ages. I've been talking to people all over the country, Jim. Aren't we blessed to be here in South Florida? After That was after that big weekend when the Hurricanes squeaked by FSU on a missed field goal again, which always happens. And then uh, Miami wound up uh, with, uh, what's his name? Olindo uh, Mare, kicking a winning field goal. Olindo Mare, which I noticed he made a sudden turnaround on that, huh? Made a sudden embarrassing turnaround. He used to be Olindo Mare. Now he's Olindo Mare, which is his real name anyway, okay? I'd like to say to you, uh, Mo, Volare. Volare. Don't let the door hit you in your wig on the way out. Get out of here already, will you? You're killing us. Everybody in the building is there. They were psychotic. In fact, there were people lighting candles. They were so much in mourning that your numbers weren't worse than they were in this last book. People were praying, praying for fractions around here. And by the way, the folks at Westwood One, they say, don't call us again. 27 afternoon at 560 WQAM. Hey, let's face it, you've been hearing about Fast Train for a very long time. Sometimes you wonder if it makes sense for you. Well, a lot of you guys out there, it does make sense. The facts are simple, like so many of our listeners. If you have the dedication, Fast Train will provide you with all the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to explode. Their average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you've completed your certification, Fast Train will assist you in obtaining your new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in and visit their trained career counselor and determine which track is ideal for you, whether it's like Hazel Park or Northville Downs or maybe old Wolverine Harness Raceway. Fast Train is, uh, you can reach them at 866-FAST-TRAIN to set up that appointment with four convenient locations. There's about to be one nearby you. They're in Miami, Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, and now in Kendall. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students just like you who are currently in their dream jobs thanks to getting all that training at Fast Train. So pick up the phone, stomp on it, put it on the floor, kick it against the wall, do something. Make that call at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on that wicked World Wide Web at FastTrain.com. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hi, this is Jocelyn Elders, and I'm mad. Mad at those right-wing sons of bitches that forced Bill Clinton to fire me. Just who do the hell they think they are? All I was trying to do was deal with the reality of sex and teenagers. Maybe if Jesse Helms had buffed the chimp or Newt Gingrich had butted the corn a little more, they wouldn't be so uptight. Flogging the dog never hurt anybody. And if people did a little more of it, we might save some lives. Hell, if Clinton just stayed home and spanked the monkey, he'd even be in less hot water. Teaching kids about masturbation would be no big deal. We could even take some standard teaching tools and just twist them around a little bit like see Dick Run. When you see Dick Run, get to the doctor because you picked up a bad case of crouch crickets. 
folks, we got to get real about the realities of the world we live in. There are too many kids out there taking a baloney ride and parking their yacht in Hare Harbor. Now, if we just teach them to stay home and paddle the pickle, pump the python, walk the doll, wax the carrot, or tickle the taco, we'd all be better off. And that's all I have to say. Now, I'm going home now and see if Mr. Elders wants to pop it in the toaster, inhale an oyster, and buzz the brill. 1232 at 560 WQAM. <laughs> Here's a cute one. Look at that. It's a picture of Mo. I mean, the original Mo. He says, shut up, you numbskull. We're broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Nice going, Mo. You're the best. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. We're back to the great cause. we got a few assholes out there. It's great. Oh! That's what it's all about. And then, of course, we also got this. Your mama. That's from Miriam Elephant, okay? You I, idiot. I, I, I said your mama. That's a dedication to her. Your mama, my ass. 726 votes, about which, uh, what, about 300 phony ones? 150? Uh, what's your take on guns in the U.S.? Don't F with the Second Amendment, my guns, goddammit. 388. Disqualified. <laughs> too many fake votes. It's, it's too late. Gun nuts run the country, 151. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 90. Oh. Only police should have guns, 45. No private citizens should have handguns, 40. And only police and hunters should have guns, 11. That's been stuck on 11 for a long time. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hockey. Yeah. Very depressing. Is this there, a real uh, hockey call? Real hockey call. All right. Wow. And I want to tell you, you look at the minutes played by the key players. They yes. just have no gas left at the end of the game. So the end of the game is when the goals are, sco the goals are scored against them. You go to overtime, they don't have the legs to do it. It's really, really sad. Yeah, and but I'm... what they did to Luongo last night was it was shameful. I mean, they just left him on his, to his own resources. They left him alone. Absolutely. They're like the fans walking out after that third goal was scored. Yeah. They walked out, too, with him. Huh. It was terrible. Nice. I go to a lot of games, Neil, and it's very painful. Well, you know, again, how do they expect people to continue paying those kind of prices when they aren't putting a product out there? I mean, how often can you keep lying in this business about the youngsters in the organization? you got to have some, some young veterans, not just some old veterans. you got to have some young veterans out there. We could sure use Ray Whitney still on the team and Mike Sillinger and some of the other guys we dumped out of there, Mellonby. I mean, what are they talking about? They basically unloaded everybody. It was almost like the Marlins uh, under a different name and uh, did the same thing. My 8-year-old says the exact same thing, and yesterday he says, walking out some guy in front of us was hysterical. He said, Daddy, can we just trade the team and get the Detroit Red Wings to play? There you here? go. Now you're talking. So, have good, a good day, Neil. Good luck to us. Thank you. There's a hockey call. Oh! oh, it only took three hours and 35 minutes to get one. I'm not saying we want to talk a lot about hockey, but how can a town have a hockey team with nobody that understands what's going on? Oh, well, that Pavel Burry, he was no good anyway. <laughs> right. Just like Danny Boy, he wasn't any good. Has anybody in this town ever been any good? No. No. They all suck. That's basically the philosophy in this town. Everybody sucks but me. See? Me, 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 me. Where's my freebies? Where's my... Did uh, we get the free tickets for that lady? Yeah. Yeah, she was insisting that, that she had won them this morning. I beg your pardon? She was insisting that it was this morning that so she had So in other words, like most of our audience, she's kind of clueless. Yeah. Well, that's good. She fits right in. What do you mean she won them this morning? That's what she was saying. But is her name on the list? Yeah, from yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah so time flies when yesterday. you're having fun. Maybe she's on heavy drugs, okay, like most of our audience. Don't be don't be nitpicking. If you gave the bitch, I mean, the nice lady her tickets, and you got her out of here, that's good. You got Johnny Dark out of here. You got that lady out of here with her tickets. That's good. That's a good start. Great. Excellent. And tell Eric, quit the dicking around with her. I'm telling you, he's like right on the edge with me. He's right on the edge. 
If he don't, the, uh, how, why doesn't he understand that? We're not interested in being used and manipulated by any of these goddamn TV networks. We're not interested. You understand, Eric? Do you get it? No. Put the sandwich down, Eric. It's kind of hard to use common sense and reason when your blood sugar is over 800. Put the goddamn the link sausages back in your pants and cut the crap. The answer is no. Like I said, if he would spend as much time dealing with our website as he is talking to all these, uh, being a superstar with all these people we don't want to talk to, we'd really have a great website. Almost as good as uh, Online Detective. And maybe he could be scamming a lot more money than he already is. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This is another happy hockey call. <laughs> yeah, you sound delighted. Yeah. Uh, I took your advice three years ago and moved out of uh, Miami, went over to Marco Island, where we have a bunch of old farts, but still we don't Boy. have we don't have the, uh, you know, Hispanics. Yeah, but the I come back to... Miami, or I should say Sunrise, to see the you mean hockey games. Yeah. And the only reason we kept them this year was because of the All-Star tickets. So wait wait a minute. Wait, one moment. Hang on. Just join charges that have been made in other states. Ah, they just got more charges against these two Schwarzers. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. So we got, our, uh, we got notified yesterday we got four hockey tickets for that All-Star weekend. And that's, that's the only reason they have the tickets right now. And... You talk about guns. I, I really don't like guns, but coming over, I'm thinking, boy, I need to pick up a gun here because one of our boys, a Julio, as George would say, jumps into the sawgrass lane where it says change only, and then they don't have change. Mm. So they're the ones you want to blow away. Yeah, like but I said, it's a good thing you don't have any guns. Enjoy the rest of the town. You know, I'm I'm happy to be in and out real quickly. Well, I'm not going to be here very long. I'll be gone uh, yeah, very soon. I'm getting out of here. It's ridiculous. Even if anymore. I have to freeze my ass off, I'm getting out of this yeah. place. Get get out and get the hell out of there. I'll see you on Marco Island. Take care. You're not... a good guy. Okay, thanks. Bye bye. You too. Can't stand you too though. I don't mean him. I mean like you too. They just make my skin crawl. Ooh, one of my least favorite groups. I was going to say musical groups, but they they don't make music. They make noise. Tim in Primitive Pines. You're right, Tim. I haven't heard from you in a long time. No wonder I've been in such a good mood. It says, hi, I haven't faxed since One Hit Wonders. Remember when I wanted to hear The Cheater by Bob Kuban and the Inman? No. Yes, I do. I know Jeb is a dork and his wife and kids are knuckleheads, but McBride, oh, McBride has a creepy grin. <laughs> Very good, Tim. It's nice hearing from a political sophisticate like yourself. Flipped between Donahue and O'Reilly last night. Thought it was Phil's best show yet. You're right. Although I think he flipped out. He came back because he was jealous of O'Reilly. Well, maybe that's what it took. Maybe when he saw he only had like a half a million people. I mean, that, that's pathetic. Pathetic. His numbers are worse than Moe's. Are you ready for that? Jesus Christ. Also, did you ever find the song Anna by the Beatles this summer, Neil? No, I did not. Thanks. Slowly starting to listen again, says Tim. Slowly starting to listen again. <laughs> oh, man. He reminds me of my, uh, not my mailman, but my uh, neighbor's mailman, Rick. Good old Rick, the mailman. Well, we were getting ready to turn it off. I saw Rick the other day. I waved to him. And he gave me a dirty look. That's okay, Rick. That's all right. I'd be bitter, too, if I was stuck delivering mail for, you know, when I was 80 years old. He's a good guy, though, Rick. He's all right. 21 till 1 at 560 WQAM. Hey, if you ever got that big, ugly, bald spot, like so many people we know, you look in the mirror and you say, Jesus Christ. Where did my hair go? Well, here's the answer for you. Charles Alfieri. I've been talking about Charlie, it seems, for a 100 years now, and for as long as I can remember, Charlie's been the best in the business, and he still is, because he's always improved in the way that system looks. The uh, natural hairline system is what we're talking about. It is the best in the world because it's 100% undetectable. And I should apologize to somebody. Uh, what's he doing here today? What's he doing here today? He says it's Tuesday. I got you, Chuck. Just relax, schmuck. 
Anyway, uh, it's 100% undetectable, so it looks like the hair is really growing out of your scalp. I was about to say something very important about somebody with a bad hairpiece. Oh, Dennis Kucinich. Remember the day we did that thing about who had the worst wig? And somebody mentioned his name. Well, I hadn't seen him in a very long time. He was on, um, they had him on here a few days ago on one of the talking. Man, you're right. He looks like Marv Albert and drag. He's unbelievable. Anyway, if you're tired of looking like that or you just have that big, ugly bald spot, and as soon as I mentioned bald spot, Boca Brian walked in the door, just a coincidence, I guess, get yourself the natural hairline system from Chuck Alfieri. When you call the studios, mention Neil Rogers, they'll knock 200 bucks off the regular price, and you have nothing to lose but that grotesque, nasty, ugly bald spot because you wear Charlie's system for 30 days. Everybody gets this guarantee. If after 30 days you don't love it and uh, the way it looks and feels and smells the whole deal, you're not getting all kinds of action, well, Charlie will give you a full refund. So call today, 1-800-321-2413, and look better and younger than you ever thought you would again. 1-800-321-2413, or log on to their infamous website at charlesafieri.com. Yo, yo, let's rate more. Radio Big Sean, oh. that's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of Oz. I'd like to welcome you all to tonight's Miami Dolphin Banquet. We'll be starting the evening off with a few words from Mo Howard David. Now get out of my way, I got things to do with Is this thing on here? A good evening in paradise, gentlemen and joins. I'm honored to be uh, on the dais tonight. I almost didn't make it, because the tailor ran out of plaid for my leisure suit. <laughs> all doctor, all doctor. <laughs> Which uh, reminds me of the time my wife was late taken to the garbage job. She ran after the truck yelling, am I too late? And they said, no, jump in. They said, no, jump in. <coughs> Don't you get it? Yeah. It's great stuff here. Yeah. I got good clean humor over here. Why should the queer and the spit get all the laughs? Hey, I'm talking over here. I demand your respect and attention. Now, why don't all you dumb jock bastards just shut the f*** up? If you don't, why, I'll see to it that the organization has you all the Hey, I right now. Hit me, you beast! Now we're paying attention. Come on, fellas, this ain't funny. Huh? Hey, how about not autograph football? Sure. I got a regulation football up my ass. It's an official regulation football up my ass. And that's a good butt plug for the next time a thug is thinking of getting me raped. Now I picked a bad day to quit sniffing glue. I guess so. 12.46 at 5.60. Here's Frank sends me a hockey fax. Thanks, Frank. But let's not overdo it. 778 votes on there, a totally bogus total, which I'd say about 278 at least are phony with this uh, NRA crowd. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Just want to say thank you for speaking the truth. You, regardless of what it is, about guns or about the bad politicians here in South Florida, wherever it may be, you, you speak the truth. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Also, I want to say, I think it was about a year ago you made a statement, I'll never forget, some good advice. It was about the, the bad ethnic groups here in South Florida. The bad one? The ethnic groups, have different uh, racial problems here in South Florida. Yeah, how everybody hates each other, yes. Right, and you were saying something. I didn't get offended, but I'm just thank you for what you said. Uh, 
He said something about, well, you dark, you dark folks, you don't have a chattelman's chance in hell. But he said, do the best you can. And that's what I'm trying to do here in South Florida. Exactly. Doing, doing the that's best all you can. can do, man. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I took that advice. You know, I didn't, I didn't get offended. Didn't Excellent. Get, didn't get offended about it. So keep up the good work. Just look around and realize where you are. Exactly. Okay. Hang in there, pal. All right. See ya. 13 to 1 at 560. So see, if Eric would have told me that stuff you just told me, I would have been a little more sympathetic to his cause. But nobody tells me nothing, see. Nobody talks to me. I don't want to do, like, inside stuff on here, but why not? No, seriously, I don't know any about that stuff. That could have been resolved days ago. Just went in doubt, get it the hell out. It's not worth it. Oh, just imagine how much more food would be left over for us. So anyway, like, I'm not even going to go into the result of the poll because it's so bogus. We're going to have to excise that thing and, like, rearrange the percentages because, uh, you know, we got some crazy people out there. Like, uh, like I've said, that's when you got problems. Crazy people with guns, boy. You got a real problem, and that's the USA for you. WQAM. QAM. Yes, sir. Uh, number one, it's my birthday. And I wanted to say on my 33rd birthday, my last one stuck in South Florida, you're the only good thing about this town. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I want to say that you're the only good thing about this town. They wouldn't know a sport of it. Knock the puck out of them. And please kill the calls. Kill the calls? Yes, no more, please. This is the last call? Well, no. But after today, please kill them. I just wanted to get in one time. I've been listening to you nine years. And God bless you. Thanks. Okay, and God bless you. Don't forget, uh, God begins with G, and so does God. Guns. Gods and guns. Makes me want to play that Bob and Tom bit about uh, Bartles and Sun. Or, no, we got Bartles and Sun lookers and guns. But what's that one about the old, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know the one I'm talking about with the old uh, tavern, the God, the guns, and whatever that thing is. I'd find it. I, and, uh, tomorrow I'll play it. Way, way, I'm getting way too old to be uh, searching for stuff at this end time of the show. Yes, I am. Make no mistake about that. Ancient. Week from today, 60 years old, baby. Ancient. And if there's one thing that makes me nauseous, other than people that wear ugly hair pieces, is men who lie about their age. Wow. That makes me just want to barf. Talk about vain. You know what I'm talking about? Really vain and gay. Yeah. WQAM. Hey, guy, tickets left? I beg your pardon? Hey, tickets left. Yeah, we got tickets for you, okay? What were you going, about 72? You got any tickets left? <laughs> I think the guy that called before him was right. But we're continuing with the calls, because I like them. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. I saw that hockey game last night. I'm sorry. Well, it was a great game till about five minutes left. It was only a great game because Luongo stood on his head the first uh, two and a, two and two-thirds periods. That's the only reason it was a great game. It was a miracle they were still in that game I mean, Javi Bullen made a couple of phenomenal saves, he too. Did. But But for nine minutes in a row when the Panthers didn't even have a shot, nine minutes in a row without a shot, what kind of an effort is that? Well, sometimes the youngsters are a little afraid to shoot it. Well, you know something? We don't need uh, quite so many youngsters in the organization. We need, like, a few guys that uh, aren't afraid to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of like the way they're playing this year. I like, I've like. i been watching the games, and uh, I know they're not a great team going in. But Sir, games sir this, this, let me say something to you. This franchise has existed for ten years. They've made the playoffs three times in ten years. They are not going to make the playoffs this year. There are two chances, none and much less than none. They're not going to make. How long do you think the public is going to continue to support that? How long can we keep talking about young guys who are really putting out an effort but aren't good enough to make the A grade? That, that's for the kind of prices they're charging. Uh, forget about it. That's not going to cut it. Well, you got a good point there. But I, you know, I still root for the team. I watch. Hold on, I'm, I'm not, not knocking that, but I'm just saying it's uh, it's pretty damn hard to stay interested. It is, and it's early yet, so yeah. my interest may wane. And don't forget, soon. most most of the teams they've played so far have been girls' teams, including the Leafs. 
And in closing, yes. Um, if I had one word to describe Jeb Bush, it would be condescending. Yeah. He just—he looks down his nose at everybody. He just thumbs his nose at everything. Well, when you're born with a golden spoon up your ass, that's the way you look at other people. You know. In those little quotes that you know you get on tape, where he doesn't know the tape recorders in yeah. the room, it just proves it. Yeah. Hang in there, pal. Later. Goldie's go. Yeah, good old Jeb. And like I said, just that—just uh, the tape recording alone, just the events in that one meeting that he thought would never get out, never be made public. That alone should disqualify him from endorsement by the Herald or the Sun Sentinel or any other responsible anybody, anybody with an IQ larger than three. But not in this state. I'm not going to imply that anybody's getting paid off or anything like that, but there's something that really smells. It's not just the toe cheese from Mo this morning. Seriously, he was leaning so far over to that chair, I thought he was going to fall into Gildy's lap. Maybe that's what he's, he's trying. You know, he keeps leaning way off to the side. So we, no, seriously, you ought to come in here early in the morning and see the routine that goes on. He is so terrified he might have to look at the window behind him in there in the bullpen because he might actually see me or George, but especially me. Ooh, man. And after I do wander into the building, he makes sure that uh, Robert and uh, what's his Zach in there close that door like like the like uh, Godzilla had just come in the building. Shut that thing. There's that gay goofball. I love you too, Mo. It's a 12.52. I'm going to miss that when I'm out of here for a month and a half. I'm really going to miss bonding with Mo in the morning. Coming in there, patting him on that purple piece. That's not a bad one. Purple piece to the tune of Purple Haze. I like that, Brian. Anyway, let me tell you, dry concepts will take the purple and the black and the brown and the schmutz out of your carpets. Unless that, of course, is the color of them, which I doubt. At any rate, if you want your carpets look brand spanking new, these are the people who can do it for you. I've been using them in my house for over 20 years, and during that period of time, I have turned everybody I know on dry concepts. Everybody in my family, uh, even little George, everybody in the universe who's got even a little bit of a brain calls dry concepts because they're the best. Even Ma said a week or two ago, she said to me, you know something? They really are the best. Very good, Ma. It's about time you got something right. Anyway, you'll agree with me. They give you a written guaranteed price before they start the job. They dry clean your carpets, which sucks out even the deepest dirt down there in the fibers of your carpet. It makes them look just like brand new, smell lemony fresh, and stay cleaner longer and last longer, too. And they also do an unbeatable job of all these other things, furniture cleaning, drapery cleaning, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, Implant Oriental Rug Service for your precious Oriental rugs. Deodorization, complete water damage restoration, too. Check them out on the web, if you like, at dryconcepts.com. But better yet, give them a call, because they'll never disappoint. They'll do a stupendous, unbeatable job. In Broward, call 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dade or Palm Beach, call 1-800-248-5071. I wonder what Tim means when he says he's tuning back in slowly. Like, you know, like for five minutes a day and then ten, maybe a half an hour tomorrow. That's uh, Dade and Palm Beach, 1-800-248-5071. Clean today, entertain tonight with Dry Concepts. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Have a penis. Back in the day when someone done us wrong. We didn't take their crap In Pearl Harbor When the Japs dropped their bombs We bombed them back And now the Saudis They hit us hard And on our cars Our little flags wave As that Saudi loving retard Points the bombers the wrong way Oi! And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where they follow bush like sheep The United States of arrogance 
led by Bush and his family, breathing up this country. Up, handling towards the darkest days in our history. I don't want to be a Pax American in the goddamn USA. What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand with our head in the sand and blindly follow the powers that be apathetic up watching state front news on a 65 inch screen scratch your balls and fire everything's okay okay in the goddamn usa okay god bless america <laughs> y'all come back 1258 at 560. That's magnificent. That's really great. Going to piss a lot of people off, though. That was Boca Brian, by the way. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, it's just fun in you. You know what I'm saying? Just fun in you? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Larry King got beat out by Hannity and uh, Sherlock Holmes last night. How do you like that? Goes to show you, Larry, when you get to be over the age of 100 and you start snapping your suspenders on the air, it's kind of like Mo on the radio, snapping those varicose veins. Not a good idea. Everybody under the age of 100 tunes out. When in doubt, they tune out. Long me $50. You're done, Larry. You're old meat. Anyway, we got the Mad Dog coming up next. I was going to read the result of the poll, but it's so pointless now. We have eight, 829 votes. Man, we sure struck a nerve today, baby. Yeah. 829 votes. What's your take on guns in the U.S.? 468 say, don't F with the Second Amendment, my guns, goddammit. Of which about 350 of those are fake. Uh, it's too late. Gun outs run the country, 162. That's the legitimate number one answer. Too many gun-loving rednecks, 96. Only police should have guns, 47. No private citizen should have handguns, 42. And only police and hunters should have guns, 13. And just to show you how patriotic I'm feeling today, did you see Michael Moore on Donahue last night? No, of course not. He would have had, like, another viewer. Uh, just to show you how patriotic I am, I'm going to Kmart right now. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM.